and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on snaps and your spirituality and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we find what you suppose you. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. We are back at the Conscious Life Expo. All right. Our favorite place. And it's Sunday. We were there two days, Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. You were there pretty much all day Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was editing an episode of this show. Thank you. You're welcome. And so in the evening, I raced down to the LAX area and particularly wanted to go to a lecture that you had said, Ross, you got to go to this one. It's David John Oates. Yes. Also known as David Oates. He was going to be giving a talk called Reverse Speech, Seeing Truth Within. Now, this sounded good to me. I met him on the exhibitor floor. Yes. Just walking by his table. And he did not have a very happening table. It was just him, some books, and people were just kind of walking on by. You know those tables where the person just looks like, talk to me, and you don't want to make eye contact with them? Right. Especially after you've made eye contact with other people, accidentally bought their books. (laughs) You start to put up a little bit of a wall. And they don't have anything... They don't have anything at the table to sort of interact with without having to interact with them. Mm -hmm. And so it's a real like, once the store is open, I'm locked in situation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That was him. But he made eye contact with me. I came over and I saw the title of his book. So he had a few books for sale there. The one that caught my eye was called Reverse Speech, Hidden Messages in Human Communication. So I held that up in my pretty little hands and I said, okay, interesting. So this says to me, let me see if I can guess what your philosophy is here. Mm -hmm. Is it that when we talk, you can record it and play it backwards and there are sort of hidden messages in it? And he said, oh, yes, that's it. (laughs) You got it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah, (laughs) that doesn't sound likely. Goodbye. No, I said, oh, wow, fascinating. And you've been able to verify this. And he said, oh, yes, yes, very verified. Uh, (laughs) Lots of science behind it. And I said, cool, cool. Are you giving a talk? And he said, yeah, I'm giving a talk tomorrow. And I said, oh, shoot, I don't think I'm going to be here in the evening tomorrow. My friend is. So I'll encourage him to go. And um, if he likes it, maybe we'll buy the book. I thought that'll kind of get me out of it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, And it's deferred. Yeah, so he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's really good. This is one you don't want to miss. And I said, oh, I really don't. I really don't want to miss it. But <laughs> Correct. I think I my- will, <laughs> right. but I won't want to. <laughs> but I think my friend will like it too. He's like, okay. And I made good on that. Yeah. you were y- the friend. You sent me as your delegate. Mm-hmm. He has other books uh, unveiling the truth, the secrets of reverse speech. Ooh. I'm sure that's much different than the other book. It's only a metaphor, the story of reverse speech. Hmm. I sense a theme here. A new theory about language. And as you were mentioning, reverse speech, voices from the unconscious. There might be others as well, but those come up for me. Yeah, I had I had also seen his booth and I kept the same kind of distance. I, <laughs> I, I took photos at least so I could kind of look in more detail later without someone expectantly looking at me. Is that him in yeah. my photo? Okay, mm-hmm. couldn't be sure if that was him or some other uh, gentleman in his 60s uh, with kind of thinning white hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's from Australia. We'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah, there, there's a big blue banner for reverse speech, voices from the unconscious, and a sign advertising that you can hear the voice of your spirit 
for uh, $50 for Ooh. a three-minute recording. Oh, wow. I kind of wish I'd done that. Uh, there's also, uh, he has some services. You can sign up for eight private sessions with him to have your voice analyzed. Okay. Uh, and also, you can sign up to be a practitioner. You can learn his method. Oh, yeah. And put up a shingle, you know, start mm -hmm. advertising your abilities as a reverse speech analyst and uh today's price a mere three thousand four hundred ninety five dollars oh, for that a steal I'd, a steal on someone's I'd part look this up elsewhere to get the personal eight session private uh meeting with him or or even over the phone it was one thousand nine hundred ninety seven dollars oh gosh which interesting for less than double that you yourself can become a practitioner Oh, true. Also, that just seems like a highly specific amount, 1,997. Yeah. And I wonder if there's any relation to the year... 1997? Which will come up a little oh, later. Oh, that's... Yeah, good thinking. Something just to pin in your mind. Interesting. That is interesting. So we knew he was there at the Conscious Life Expo. And yeah, it seems like people are pretty excited about this. He doesn't come to the U.S. too often. And the description of his talk was... This will be a detailed study of reverse speech, examining some of the common patterns by listening to the speak reversals of famous people and examining some unsolved political mysteries. Ooh. We will then explore the deeper into the workings of the unconscious mind, examining the structures of personality and behavior. Then, of most significance, we will look at what reverse speech teaches us about the human soul and how it may well provide tangible proof of the spiritual realms within. Wow. David John Oates is the founder of reverse speech, a field... Now, is he the discoverer? <laughs> According to his personal website, davidoates.com, which is not currently active, but if you look at old versions of it, he is the discoverer and founder. Ah! Of reverse speech. You can't be one without the other. Oh, we love we love a combo mm -hmm. discoverer and founder. Mm -hmm. It's terrible when they split it up, like one person discovers it and then someone else founds it. Oh, definitely. Ugh, the quick uh, byline here. David John Oates is the founder of reverse speech, a field he had actively pursued for 35 years now. I, I'm not fixing their grammar. He has written seven books on reverse speech and maintains an active lecture and media schedule. He works as therapist in Adelaide, Australia, mm -hmm. using reverse speech techniques. Visit David Oates in booth 404, not just an internet error code, uh, in the International Ballroom. So, yeah, going back to his biography here, uh, he was uh, born in Australia, rural Australia, 1955, son of a Methodist minister. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it seems like he had kind of spent his early life sort of working with the church doing youth work, hmm. and he had a severe speech stutter. Oh, okay. Not noticeable now. Right. So apparently this method and the work he's done, he claims has helped him. Ah, remove okay. the stutter. And from having listened to him for well over an hour, I would have never guessed that he had a stutter. Interesting. So I guess back in the 80s, he was in his mid-20s. He was working with a halfway house. He heard people talking about backmasking. Yeah. Which was such a big topic at the time. What he, year did you say this was? 84. 84. Okay, yeah. So we still had records, which is an integral part of the backmasking phenomenon. Right. A technology where it was much easier just to say, let's play this the other direction. Yep. You know, let's hear that, you know, Paul is dead mm -hmm. or Led Zeppelin famously. Many other 
albums were known for having these not-so-hidden messages or very oftentimes uh, messages that maybe the Christian right had sort of latched onto and said, oh, look, they're singing about Satan. Right. Surely this teaches us something about the psychology of the singer and not the psychology of the listener. (laughs) Uh, So at first he thought that was all kind of bunk, but he started listening to it and got more obsessed with it and thought, oh, there's really something here. And the way he tells the story is that one day he just kind of woke up he'd had sort of this vivid dream and he had the words reverse speech in his mind oh cool and this was 1987 okay so yeah so much like doc brown slipping and hitting his head on Mm. the toilet and then having the image of the flux capacitor two years later david john oates had this (laughs) right with uh reverse speech so he made it his life's work ever since then and it remains today and uh so he developed this whole theory. And uh, I love that his website says that uh, David has been compared to Thomas Edison, Alexander Graham Bell, (gasps) and Nikola Tesla. Oh my God, by whom? (laughs) It doesn't say. And his work described as being of Nobel caliber. Oh my God, by whom? Probably him. With far-reaching ramifications in such fields as law enforcement, business, (gasps) and psychology. Oh my God, by whom? It's a very good question. Hmm. You know, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people ready and willing to sing his praises. Sure. Uh, So I wandered into the, the ballroom up on the second floor. This was a free lecture, so mm-hmm. didn't have to pay 40 bucks nice. for this one or 110. And it was one of the smaller rooms I'd been in. There were maybe 50 chairs. And at first there were, I don't know, maybe like 15 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was a little empty. And it was Sunday later in the day. Mm. Other people were already packing up, putting away their UFO paintings <laughs> and all of their gems and boxes. It felt like this whole thing was winding down. But... <laughs> Here we were in I'm the- I'm picturing you walking in backwards. <laughs> oh, why didn't I think of that? That would have been amazing. Oh, man. Uh, I got in there and, and over time, more people did drift in. So I'd say by the end of the talk, there were maybe like around 30 people in the room. And I think you'll love this, Carrie. One of the people in the front row was a gentleman- with a bright green parrot on his neck. Whoa. So the whole time You're not wrong. You're showing me a photo and <laughs> that parrot is there. Yep. And wow. Walking around on his <laughs> neck, nibbling on his ear. All right. Yep. Pooping on his shoulder. No one ever asked. No one questioned it. Huh. He was very engaged with the whole talk. The parrot? The man. But oh, okay. you know what? I won't rule out the parrot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. We should get that parrot on tape. Play it backwards. See what he's saying. I'm all for it. Yeah, it was an interesting mixed crowd. Uh, I'd say mostly women, Mm. mostly people, I'd say 50s or older. Okay. He was uh, wearing white pants and sneakers, had a leather jacket over just, you know, like a regular kind of polo shirt type shirt. Black leather or brown leather? Black leather. Black leather. But immediately started getting into playing some sample audio. Yeah, buddy. That's why we're there, right? Yes, please. And so the very first person that he profiled was Joe Biden. Oh, wow. Presidential candidate Joe Biden. Yeah, presumptive nominee uh, at the time, uh, February February 9th. So it wasn't a done deal at that time. Far from it. But uh, he had a, a quote from Joe Biden talking about a friend's neighbor's daughter, I think it was. It was okay. Some, some young woman that he probably didn't even know personally. Okay. All of a sudden found out when they had a talented daughter who was a good athlete, how ferociously supportive they became of Title IX. Not a joke. 
Okay. So he he says cool. that, but David oh. has taken this quote and he's played it backwards. Okay. And he's found a little segment where Joe says, "The lust that I handled." The lust that I handled. The lust that I handled. The lust that I handled. Oh God. Okay. See, he's known for being touchy feely. Joe Biden. Oh, is, yeah, is that what David said? Yeah, that's David introduced it that way, oh, cool. and then he paid that off afterwards. Ah, see, see, Joe Biden, he's known for being a little touchy-feely, and he's, ta- oh, wow. he's talking about some young girl he probably doesn't even know, but he had to handle lust. Yikes. That is an accusation about, around Joe Biden. It's interesting, though, because I know we'll talk about this later, but David John has a little bit of a history of bringing up this particular accusation against people as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, this will come up a few times. We'll, we'll talk more about how he does this and kind of his approach. But but essentially, he'll listen to a whole phrase, listen to it backwards, and he'll find within that just this little snippet. Tiny bit of audio. And maybe it's a whole word. Maybe it's two words. Maybe it's half of one word and then continuing on through another word and then half of a third word. You know, something like right. that. So it's very much just like wherever I could grab it. And so one important thing I was thinking of is like, okay, which part of the audio are you grabbing? Because he played a much longer phrase from Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. So what Joe Biden was saying was, When they had a talent. When they had a talent, short for when they had a talented, but I first heard it as, well, they had to tell them, mm. but it works about just the same. They had to tell them. Well, I did not hit. So, mm, so that's you. That's me saying. Saying the last that I handled. <laughs> right. And then you reversed it and it said, I had to tell them. Right. Well, I tried to do it the other way around. <laughs> I had to tell them and then played around in my best Joe Biden. Uh, I had to tell them. That was you? Yeah, ready? That was really good, Joe Biden. Wait, was that really? Yeah, that was me. No way. That was me trying to do a better version of the first one. Ready? That- uh, I had to tell him. That- I thought that really was Joe Biden. Hey, okay. All right, my Joe do, Biden's do getting it better. Again. Okay, all right. So it'll be me forwards and then backwards, sounding a little more like the lust that I handled. Uh, I had to tell him. That's you? That's me. You could just be playing me Joe Biden okay. right now. All right. Well, thanks. What the fuck is happening? This will come up. You know, is that something that you can do? Oh, good point. Because, yeah, are there any other times in this universe that people say the phrase, I had to tell them? Right. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll get into his theory in just a bit. Uh, but then he played the next one also from Joe Biden, where he was talking to a military group and he was telling them, You're the most capable warrior in the history of the world there has never 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 been a fighting force as capable as you are Uh so then he had listened to it backwards and he had heard joe biden tell this fine fighting military force you're a chicken oh you're chicken you're chicken you're chicken Okay, so again, I had to go in and look and figure out, okay, which part did he grab? It was Joe Biden saying, in the history. In the history. Okay. So the implication is, sure, he's telling all these fine military folks that they are great and honored, but he's actually calling them chickens. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what's really in his head. I believe it. And here's me saying the same thing. In the history. Here's the You're a chicken, you know. Oh, I didn't hear. Okay, can I hear it backwards again? Here's the Hmm. The sounds are there. It doesn't sound like you're a mm-hmm. chicken, but, yeah. you know, the, the basic the pho- bones phonemes are there, are there mm-hmm. right, that would form those sounds. So that was his a leading example. I don't know if our listeners are having the same experience I am, but I'm trying to think about 
David Oates' claims right now and just think about what a good Joe Biden you can do. Why, thank you. Cool. Okay. All right. I'll have to develop that. It, could it may be, become very relevant. Yeah. If he becomes president and then he has a heart attack while in office because he's sleeping with his mistress and then he goes into a coma and okay. they need to pull someone to pretend to be Joe Biden to be a replacement until they get him back into consciousness. Okay. And then they pull you because you're such a good impressionist. And okay. then impressionist? Impersonator? Imp- Impersonator, and that he might be a good impressionist painter as well. And then you and his wife, Sigourney Weaver, uh-huh. fall in love. You could implement a policy in the United States that would be the greatest jobs program since FDR. How did Sigourney Weaver get pulled into this? <laughs> it's it's the, the plot movie of a movie Dave? called Dave. I love that movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, nineteen ninety three. Oh, what's right. happening right hey, now? Hey, I'm uh, I'm all for that plan. If the government needs to use me in that capacity, I am available. <laughs> This podcast may not be released as often if that happens. Yeah, if it just becomes me all the time, you should suspect <laughs> that Ross has replaced Joe Biden. That's the sar- Or whoever the president is. So it gives us a little window here where he says he listens to the whole thing in context. Context is important. And most of it will be gibberish, but little phrases will jump out and they'll just yeah. sound like real natural English language. Oh yeah. my goodness. So he will listen. If, if English is the language you know. Right. And that'll come up later. But he says that, you know, it feels very much different and that on average, he sees one of these phrases jumping out every 15 to 20 seconds. Oh, I'm going to check that against my notes because I just recently did this with a bit of audio. Uh, oh, interesting. Oh, uh, okay. Let's see. It looks like, ooh, it looks like I was a little more frequent than that. Huh? Hmm. Okay, so see, 12 seconds, 42 seconds, then 30, then about a minute, then 10 seconds. I mean, real spotty, I guess. Okay, sounds like it's averaging out. Yeah, and now that I've listened to many interviews with him, I've heard him say a range. Like 10 years ago, he was saying every 30 seconds. Mm. But he says like in certain types of conversation, like people who have a lot of rapport, Mm -hmm. who know each other well, Mm -hmm. it's closer to like every five seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we'll talk about other ways Hmm. that uh, you might be able to increase that hit rate. But I guess that's his kind of just normal speech every 15 seconds or so, 15, 20 seconds. You should expect to hear something jump out. Mm -hmm. So then he plays uh, another clip of audio for us. Let me stay. Let me stay. Let me stay. And says, hey, do you all get that? And we all said, "Mm -hmm." I said, I love you, Satan. (laughs) Which is appropriate since Satan is my overlord and constant companion. That's correct. We've established on the show. And he said, no, no, close. It's I love each day. (laughs) (laughs) That is close. He says, well, it takes some time to develop your ear because the audience wasn't getting it. The one time he didn't prime us as Uh he had with those previous ones. Oh, right. We didn't hear what he was playing for us. You got close, though. Can we hear that one? Okay, so now that I've spoiled it, here, let me play it for you. It sounds like God is gay. Okay. What did you, what's it supposed to be? I love each day. I love each day. Which you could make a bunch of different things. Now, now that was very clearly God is gay. And this wasn't Joe Biden. This was some other speaker. Okay. Here he thought he'd found this really powerful reversal. I think we just learned that God is gay. And I say, good for God. And as you may have noticed, he plays it at three different speeds. So he'll play it at 100% speed, which is usually harder to distinguish, but then he'll slow it down, Mm -hmm. and then he'll 
slow it down. Sure. Because then you can really hear, you know. Then you can really hear something that's Satan. not there. Yeah. Yeah, it makes mm-hmm. it very easy then to enunciate those phonemes and exaggerate them. Already, you're, you're getting a glimpse of how subjective this is. Yeah, and how random. Like, that sounds to me like the middle of someone's sentence where they said, yep. it's no wonder that blah, 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 blah. You know, it was a totally irrelevant part of their talk. And David John Oates admits that. He says, one of the criticisms I've gotten is that this is subjective or that I'm priming people. But if this was all imagination, how could multiple people hear the same thing? Well, yeah, it's quite easily. So yeah, what he's alluding to here is that he's played these many times before without telling people and they've heard the same thing or people he's trained or what have you. And he thinks that there's enough congruity there that he can say, oh, look, you know, we've gotten independent confirmation that this isn't just me coming up with this phrase. Yeah. I mean, bless his soul. I see why he thinks that. But that's exactly what teaching someone a language is. We say, hey, look for these sounds. Yes. That's and, it. That's the whole idea. Right. And and we're really good, too, at taking things that sound pretty jumbled and even slurred speech or muted speech or muffled speech, all kinds of things that can happen to make something indistinct. And our brains do a really good job of converting that into English for you and I right. or whatever language you've learned for another language speaker. Finding signal in that noise. Yeah. The most extreme example of that, of course, is the electronic voice phenomenon, mm-hmm. which we've run into with ghost hunting and stuff of that nature, where they'll set up a tape recorder in a quiet room, ask the quote unquote ghost a question, maybe say, what's your favorite holiday? And then be very quiet. And then later you replay it and just the the tape recorder will pick up tiny sounds in the room. Maybe it's someone kicking their foot against the floor, something you didn't even notice in the moment. Right. Tape recorder picks it up. If you're looking for a human voice, that sound becomes a human voice saying words. And they'll even reverse that audio sometimes mm, in cool. EVP analysis. And they'll they'll boost the heck out of it. Right. So something that was really faint, they'll make it super loud. So that gurgling sound from your stomach, which was, they'll make it louder, change the speed on it, reverse it. And all of a sudden, you know, that sound is saying like, get out. Right. For Christmas. <laughs> so he introduces us to these major categories of reversals. One is the congruent reversal. Uh, and that's when the same message is communicated both forward and backward. Okay. I guess that would signal you're not having any sort of internal conflict. Right. Your subconscious is in agreement with your conscious. Exactly. Okay. Whereas an incongruent reversal is when you're saying something forward, but then when you play it backwards, you get that contradicting message Mm. that gives lie to your false words. Okay. So here you might be lying or you might be sort of in denial or Mm -hmm. having some sort of battle within thyself. Exactly. And then he introduced us to another concept, which is the lead reversal. So that's when you're having a conversation with someone and some of their back-masked audio reveals a truth that will become more relevant later on in the conversation. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you you see the uh, potential problem here. I guess. I don't even know if I could articulate it. I guess the problem is that makes no sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, there, there's an arrow of causality problem here. But somehow yeah. that early on, you just happen to find a good reversed little snippet of audio that then becomes more relevant later on. And shoot, I wish it was said in that context, but it wasn't. So but we're it, so I've decided it doesn't matter. So we're going to say that subconsciously, they knew where this conversation was going and revealed wow. their, their inner. I guess you mindset. could make that argument if it were, say, audio tape of someone's confession or someone's you know if if you had audio tape of oj talking about nicole brown simpson 
and you know you're thinking oh well this whole time he's probably thinking like shit this is oh, a lie yeah. i have to organize this as i speak i need to make it sound like the truth then maybe yeah uh so his example of that was he played audio of an australian aboriginal saying i have an older sister that okay. was okay that was the reverse speech <laughs> And it's a pretty banal thing to announce, but okay. Again, David Oates is from Australia, so I had a hard time understanding his accent. Oh, sure. Which made all of this more difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess the nature of this particular interview was that later on, the man mentioned that he learned that he had a sister he didn't know of before. Uh, So there we go. He was already thinking about his sister, but before he'd brought it up in the conversation and made that reveal... Oh, wow. I had another sister. Okay. He'd already said in reverse. Amazing. Which no one would have ever been able to detect until the age of recording and playing things backwards. And he found out during that conversation that he had a sister? No, he hadn't revealed it to the interviewer yet. Oh, I see. So this was just uh, showing that his mind was already there before they'd gotten to that point in the conversation. All right. There's many other applications you could use this for. For example, let's say you're doing business and you're thinking of making a deal with somebody. Maybe you should check out their audio. So he said, here was someone that I was going to do business with in Australia, and I listened to the audio backwards, and the guy said, I am so full of shit. Oh, my God. That guy dodged such a bullet. (laughs) Seriously? Yeah, the bullet was dodged, not in the direction John Oates was thinking. Oh, my God. Like, what a nightmare it would be to work with someone who's just constantly pulling this stuff. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. But, okay, sorry. What did he say backwards? I'm full of shit? I am so full of shit. All right. So he didn't do business with that man. And that man, Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, because the forward version of the audio sounded like a super nice competent person oh <laughs> yep. poor guy but uh he probably should be glad it went the way it did mm-hmm. so again we've got every 15 to 20 seconds you're going to hear something and he was surprised that it had taken everybody so long you know to come up with this sure it, it just took someone like me he very Aww. humbly said uh to come along he said at the time uh he woke up with that reverse speech phrase in his head and he went to his computer which was a commodore 64 at the time wow and he wrote his theorem and his oh, it's like a download yeah you're right you're describing exactly what people describe as kind of alien downloads the revelation was that language is bi-level and forward we construct it as a conscious method but at the same time our subconscious is creating that backwards message okay the reverse speech comes from the right brain Okay. And the normal language processing happens in the left brain. This is true or this is what David John Oates says? The latter. Okay, got it. Because <laughs> my understanding of the whole left brain, right brain thing is eh, it's not nearly as clean as people make that out to be. Right. And yeah, you can point to certain functions that do predominantly take place in one hemisphere or one area of the brain. You do have like that Broca uh, mm-hmm. region of the mm-hmm. brain you know, that handles a lot of the heavy lifting on language processing. Uh, but yeah, I think in this at this point, you've just gone to this simple kind of left brain, right brain dichotomy. Right. The uh, right brain people love to draw the left brain people. People hate art, whatever. Right. Yeah. That kind of generalization is nonsense. Mm -hmm, Right. As far as I've heard. Uh, Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is look at people who have brain damage and see if this adds up and ta-da. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't want to over generalize any of that about the brain. The, the important point was just that things are not located in little, neat, clean regions. Right. The, there are networks that stretch across the brain and they're slightly different for everybody. Right. And they're highly complex. So and I, every part needs every other part. It's like a family. We're all the body of Christ. <laughs> Uh, shortly after he came up with this theory, he got a new research opportunity in the okay. form of twin daughters. Oh, oh my God. This guy thinks like us. I would be delighted if I had identical twins. Yeah, they're fraternal Think twins. Of all the st- oh. But at least now he Fudge. he had some language learners in the house Okay, uh, that he could record all oh, the time. I'm and, so disappointed in him for not uh, having identical twins while he was having twins. Yeah, shame on you, David yeah, Oates. Think it through. So uh, he had a very early recording of one of his daughters at four months of age, squirming and making, you know, little grunting noises. But he played it backwards and he heard a hello. Oh my God, her first word. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That is uh, so backwards from how most people experience their first word. Oh, man. Yeah, imagine growing up and your parent being like, you know what your first word was? It was hello. Well, actually, it was gaga goo but I taped it and <laughs> it backwards. I think I'd feel like that moment had been stolen from me. <laughs> 100%. But what was my real first word? Oh, I don't know. That- uh, it didn't matter at that point. <laughs> I think it was something like ostentatious. I don't know. So then he had another recording, and this was of uh, either the same daughter or the other one, uh, a bit older, but she was struggling with a cup and making noises like, "Mm," she was frustrated. And when he played it backwards, she was saying, help me, David. Oh, wow. Yeah, calling him by his first name, no less. did he? Or was he like, I'm busy recording you? (laughs) Yeah, uh, hold on, let me put down this uh, recorder. Yeah, that part of the story he didn't tell. But someone in the audience was saying like, I'm sorry, wait, I didn't hear the me part. And he said, Ah. oh, it was help me, David. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all right, we got a lot of wiggle room here in terms of duration and where you cut it. Oh, goodness. But there we go. She was talking to him. she knows your name's David. Amazing. Pretty impressive. The subconscious. Never underestimate it, Carrie. I won't. Never overestimate it, David. As a result of this observation, he uh, adjusted his theory to show that backward speech develops before forward speech. Ah, uh, sure. That's one way to resolve sure. that observation. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, not sensing any problems with that. Okay. Let's move along. And he said, well, that's not out of line with a lot of other developmental theories about kind of, you know, what's going on in the brain before... Oh. Conscious speech uh, arrives. Uh, That's not wrong. (laughs) But therein lies the problem. I don't know how to disentangle this for you. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh, There was another audio clip of uh, one of his daughters in the bathtub saying something about ducks when she was a little older, maybe playing with some ducks. Uh, But he had heard the reverse speech, love to be your friend. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is all very exciting. Was she saying that to the ducks or him? That we don't know. Mm. That we don't know. If you are one of David John Oates' daughters and you're listening to this, I would love to talk to you. Oh, yes. Please contact us. Okay, so here's where we get into a whole different area of application. You probably might have sensed that this was coming. Your eyes have become heavy. Your soul has become dark. Your left brain is lighting up with (laughs) sadness. What's up? 
All right, so he had a very poignant example. Oh, no. He said that a woman had contacted him 10 years ago and that she had a handicapped child. Okay. Who wasn't able to speak to her. Okay. But was able to make sounds. Okay. And so he recorded some of those sounds and he played back one of them for her where the child was saying, Mommy, love you. Oh, okay. And it made her cry. Oh, well, that's nice, I guess. Yeah. So this is a lot like facilitated communication. Exactly. So facilitated communication is this pseudoscience concept where Mm -hmm. a person without verbal ability speaks through a handler, basically. Mm -hmm. So someone with advanced autism, something like that, has a companion who sort of interprets that person with a disability for their family. In many different ways, this can happen. So maybe the person with the speech inability taps on something at a certain cadence, or they look a certain way, or they kind of put their hand on the facilitator's hand. Somehow, mm-hmm. there's the motion or the feedback is being guided, but it's going through the facilitator. Whenever this is blinded, it does not hold water at all. Uh, it turns out, you know, probably most of these facilitators are well-intentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure not all, but probably most. But yeah, we get this feedback loop where we're convincing ourselves that what we're saying is true. And uh, so really, you're just getting what that facilitator thinks that person is saying. Right. Very often, it seems to be what that facilitator seems to think that family member wants to hear. Wants to hear, sure. Or there was that one case of the facilitator falling in love with her charge and then saying that the right. that he was in love with her, which who knows may have been true, but we have no evidence for that being true. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Oh, uh, life is complicated. Oh, boy. So here we go. Already an example of it being used for that kind of application. I hope he didn't charge that person $1,500. Oh, me too. Now, you mentioned he said something along the lines of, it took someone like me to come along to discover this. Mm-hmm. What is a someone like him? Does he have any background that would make you think he's an expert on this sort of thing? Uh, up to the point that he started this, I would say no. He had just worked in youth ministry, as far oh, as I right. could tell. Now, no, though obviously he'd had speech-language therapy himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure to what extent because I think he still had the stutter at the time. Okay. Uh, now he's a certified hypnotherapist and trainer. Okay. For whatever that would be worth. I mean, I don't doubt it. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. doubt that he has hypnotherapy uh, training certification. Yeah, that's its own ball of wax. But yeah, uh, I think that's okay. about the the level of, uh, you know, I, I think when he said that he just meant that, you know, hey, I just happened to think about this at the right time, at the right place. And right. A maverick a- like me. Be able to use technology and look at all of these different inputs and cr- synthesize, mm-hmm. you know, a new idea from them. Yeah, which is not to say that that doesn't happen. That mm-hmm. happens. But the next step is actually subjecting yourself to testing and seeing if you're right. That would be good. Yeah. Has he done that? Not in the way we would imagine that testing should look like. Okay. Oh, I'm interested to hear. Yeah. So I, I would say he would point to the testing of just years of years of continuing this practice Ah. and his own evaluation of how successful it is. Ah, right. Which has gotten increasingly complex, as uh, you shall see. The Eurythmia standard of this many people say it's good, so how could it not be good? There you go. Okay, got it. So he mentioned another criticism that has been thrown at him, that this is all just a coincidence of sound. Mm. 
which seems like legitimate criticism mm-hmm. because, yeah, sounds are sounds. And mm-hmm. if you play them backwards, they're slightly different sounds. Mm-hmm. And our language is made out of a lot of sounds that sound similar. And some mm-hmm. of them reverse. Some of them are little mini palindromes. You know, mom mm-hmm. <laughs> plays the same backwards and forwards. And, and some turn into recognizable things when you turn them backwards. But he said, the trouble with that criticism is that we find it more than just now and then. Every 10 or 15 seconds is a lot. No, it's not. And depends how attuned are you to finding things. And what are your criteria for what constitutes an actual hit or like an actual piece of speech? And every 15 seconds, if each clip is like two seconds long, these have all been really short phrases. Mm -hmm. So that would be like eight seconds for every 60. That's not that much. That's interesting. Yeah. It's not a constant dialogue. So you can't just play the audio back and just hear sentences spoken that are completely at odds with what's being heard forwards. So it says something about the subconscious that it speaks in these weird little squeaked out phrases, Mm -hmm. which as we hear more examples will become increasingly tortured. Okay, cool. So next he plays some audio from George Bush. He jumps to the other side of the aisle for us. Which of the fine George Bushes? Oh, In yes. our history, are we talking about? GW. Aha. Okay, let me play this little section for you real quick. I'll answer a couple of questions. I'll answer a couple of questions. Good. That's the forward audio. Okay. Okay. The fuckers handled? That's what I hear. So the way that uh, David Oates had interpreted this, Bush was saying, choke the fuckers now. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So I'm getting the hang of you this. You got the fuckers okay. part? Yeah. Good job. <laughs> So why would he be saying that instead of, I'll take a couple questions? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bush was saying, I look forward to working with the members of Congress. (laughs) I'll take a few questions. Oh, that's fun. And just that little section gets grabbed and reversed. Choke the fuckers now. Great. We look forward to working with the members of Congress to get it done. I'll answer a couple of questions starting with Fournier of the AP. Uh, So here's me. I'll answer a couple questions. Choke the fuckers now. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I choke. Can I hear it again? I'll answer a couple questions. Chuck the fucker snail. Chuck the fucker snail. <laughs> yeah. See, okay, so yeah. The, the basic sounds are there. Yeah, the, definitely. The Ks, the Ns, you know, yeah. they're, they're in the right area. Yeah, for I just, sure. I don't have the same cadence. And yeah, for it, sure. Yes. There's so many little subtleties to speech. But yeah, it's there. And I think the fact that I can kind of reproduce it. Yep. Says a something. lot. Yeah, it makes me want to do a runner of, I'll take a couple questions. People have to say that all the time. Yeah, so presumably if we heard Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton saying the exact same thing, it would sound similar in reverse. Or David Oates after one of his talks. Right, that would be interesting to listen to in reverse, wouldn't it? Next he played a quote from Bob Dole as he was retiring from the Senate. You do not lay claim to the office you hold. It lays claim to you. Your obligation is to bring to it the gifts you can of labor and honesty, and then to depart with grace. He played it backwards, and the quote was, It's an honor. It's an honor. It's an honor. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> all right, there we go. He okay. just, he's being sincere in that moment. Okay. This is reminding me also very much of our lie detection. Mm, we did mm-hmm. that kind of audio-based lie detection analysis. With my good friend John Ronson. Yeah, and it was a very much the same thing where he would take 
the responses and then he would listen for certain peaks and Mm -hmm. those would show that uh, I was nervous and if I was nervous I was lying Mm -hmm. and that's how we found out that Satan is my overlord and constant (laughs) companion Mm -hmm. still Uh, true well constant right yeah so yeah definitely a, a similar practice to that as well and I've got to say, just like with EVPs, they'll have like the class one, two, oh, and three. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd say very much the same for these. Some of them you're like, oh, yeah, I hear it. Yeah. And other ones you're like, wait, oh, now that you say, okay, okay, play it again. Okay, yeah, I yeah, hear yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And then other ones you're like, all right. We're stretching. Yeah, we're totally stretching. And an A, of course, should be that it took no priming or any context. I, I keep thinking with all of these, it would be really important to not know who the speaker is if you wanted to get a pure analysis. Yeah. Just knowing that it's Bob Dole in this particular context where he's saying goodbye, that's going to make me think in terms of things like, it's been an honor, right. I love you all, or I hated you all, I want you all to die. Exactly, yeah, and that would add an, an element of blinding to the process, right. because I think right now you also have an additional layer of, I'm David John Oates, this is Bob Dole, what do I think of Bob Dole? Right. I think he's an honorable person, what am I listening for now in this audio? Yep. Oh look, he said, it's an honor. Right. What do you know? What a good guy. Though I did see on David John Oates' website that he claims when he first listened to the moon landing audio that he was attempting to prove the moon landing was real. Okay. But then listened to so many of them. They all had these uh, messages of fakery that he became won over to the position that we did not actually go to the moon. Really? That's what he says. I didn't know it led there. So the moon quote was a good example of a congruent reversal, Mm, I would say. Because he took the famous audio of Neil Armstrong saying, Small step for man. One small step for man. One great leap for mankind. One giant leap for mankind. Giant. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. So David Oates reversed this. Small step for man. And heard this. Man will spacewalk. Whoa, boring. And there's a lot of controversy over whether he actually said one small step for a man, Mm. which would make more sense. Mm. One giant leap for mankind. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh Because if you're saying one small step for man, that's just one of those. That's the same as mankind. Exactly. Got it. And so I I think the consideration on that little debate is that he just forgot to say a man. Mm -hmm. And at first he admitted to that. And I think later on he tried to say, oh, no, I said it. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, one small step for a man. I admit it sounds prettier without the A. Yeah. That's true. Kind of poetic. But it's one of those things where you stop and think about it for a bit. And you're like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. You forgot an important part of the sentence Mm -hmm. there. So it's just one of those normal human mistakes. Oops. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. That reminds me of the poem, What Happens to a Dream Deferred. Oh, yeah. Langston Hughes. Yeah. So in high school, during one of our drama reviews, someone was supposed to say that poem. And the very first line is, what happens to a dream deferred? And very near the end, she says it shrivels up like a raisin in the sun. She got on stage and she said, what happens to a raisin in the sun? Oh, no. And you just saw her face shrink. Just, what do I do? And then you saw in her face exactly what happens to a raisin in the sun. (laughs) Pretty much. Oh, the poor thing. And she heard it. So then she kept going. And at some point, 
she was trying to still make it work. She didn't start over. And when she got oh, to the no. part about a raisin in the sun, she said, does it shrivel up like a raisin in the sun? <laughs> oh. Like that. Hey, all right. <laughs> I like that. Trying so hard to play it off. Oh. Bless her. I know I've done things like that. Oh, for Brains sure. Brains are funny things. Mm-hmm. During the vagina monologues, I said penis instead of vagina one time. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Well, that's relevant to this next one. He played audio from a woman that he had interviewed and she's talking about her love life. Oh, I still want him. Oh, I get pulled to the bad guy. And he played that audio backwards and she said, I want men. (laughs) Okay. All right. I guess that's congruent. That doesn't tell me too much. In the interview, uh, we'll we'll talk more about this later, but George Kappas from the Hypnosis Motivation Institute, Mm -hmm. who you may remember if you listen to our Mental Bank Ledger episodes. Or our hypnotherapy episodes. Yeah, but we specifically got a class Mm -hmm. from him Mm -hmm. for the Mental Bank Ledger. But a a fun and interesting character. He's really taken with David John Oates and this whole idea, this system. He thinks it's great. So he had him a few times on their HMI TV, where they talk to different people about various aspects of hypnotherapy. And George Kappas had an example of when he went and tried to do this mm. after he got so excited by David Oates's uh, thesis here. He grabbed a random tape when he was talking to someone and trying to convince them of this. And they played back one of their instructors leading a class. And he said that she came in in the morning and just said, hi, everybody. So great to have you here on a Saturday. Thanks for coming in. But they played that back. And one of the phrases said, I want penis. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, not something you want your male employer (laughs) fixating on. Right. Uh, Right. Did he tell her that? No. Well, he said that she already wasn't working there anymore. Okay. He didn't describe what the situation was. You know, but he said, uh, oh, my goodness, this is just so funny. If you are David Oates' daughters or John (laughs) Kappas' former employees. Sometime before 2010 when that interview happened. Oh, goodness. And and then to be fair, I think David Oates had just played a quote from Barack Obama, or maybe he was just about to, but Barack Obama was talking about something completely different. uh, But then when he reversed him, instead of talking about the Middle East situation, he was saying, I'm going to need sex soon or something like that. (laughs) God. And and it was funny because you could tell that David Oates was a little down on Barack Obama. Mm. And George Kappas was very much, don't tell me anything negative about Obama. Oh, interesting. I love him. And then after that reveal of Obama thinking about sex in his subconscious, George Kappas said, oh, well, I've seen Michelle. I can imagine why. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Anyway, so going back to uh, the talk here, the Conscious Life Expo. Now it's time to look at Hillary, of course. Of course. Uh, Hillary who? Clinton. Oh, Hillary Clinton. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he had a clip of her on the campaign trail talking about Donald Trump saying, And you know what? It also matters when he makes fun of people with disabilities. Calls women pigs. Yeah. Okay. I don't need any um, underlying message there. That's a good overlying message. So again, he didn't tell us in the moment, but I had to figure out that this little section is pulled from when she says, when he makes fun of, and then the of is cut off in the middle, but when he makes fun of, so here, I'll play it for you. When he makes fun of. Okay, so that's forward, and Mm -hmm. it's going to be followed by the reverse. When he makes fun of. And I'll skim you. And I'll skim you. 
And I'll scam you. You got it. Oh, yeah. Good one. All right. Here's me. Yeah. And then I would say, yeah, that's that. I guess that qualifies as an A because okay, you got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So here's me saying a similar thing. When he makes fun of, and I'll scam you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. The, again, the sounds are there. Mm-hmm. I just don't have exactly Hillary Clinton speech patterns. That sounded like enough skin on you. Oh, interesting. For, yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, I think we've already established that Carrie is much better at this than I am. <laughs> well, at, I don't know if this at is least a make, point of pride, but yes. At least making that leap to say, okay, what are the sounds that I'm hearing here and how could they form an English sentence? Right. Whereas my brain will just be like, eh, that's sure, not Sure, your brain is actually correcting toward the truth. Well, I, I wish I could do what you're doing right oh, now. Oh, well, thanks. This is kind of like when people tell us that they get sleep paralysis and we're both like, oh, I really yeah, wish I could do it. And they're like, no, it's terrible. You don't want... Yeah, yeah no, no, no. But, but I wish I could choose to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not all the time, just <laughs> right. uncontrolled, cool, under my this schedule. this is terrible for me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so this is when I first raised my hand and said, so have you done this with Trump himself? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what? I was just about to play Trump. So all right. I'm making sure. You know, I go for both sides of the aisle. Here. Good, Every, good, good. Everybody's fair game. Uh, and he said, oh, Trump's an interesting character. <laughs> so as he's saying this, his phone starts ringing with a doorbell sound. Doo-doo. Doo-doo. He looks at it and he says, oh, someone's at my front door, presumably in Australia. Whoa. And his okay. phone is notifying him that they're pressing the button. Okay. Wait, what time was this talk? This was 6 p.m. on a Sunday. How? F- they're like 10 hours ahead, 11 hours ahead? Well, let's do this. Okay, so let's see. We'll add two hours to whatever comes up. So <laughs> early morning visit. Oh, that would be close to uh, 10 a.m.? Okay. okay. A little early, but okay. This person was so persistent. So at first he can't figure out how to like make it stop. And so the next few examples, like for a minute, the phone is just in the background going, do-do, 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 And he can't stop it. And he doesn't throw his phone away or anything. It's just, oh, man. It's just kind of funny. Delight. Yeah, like turn it off. Turn on silent. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, you're up giving a presentation, all of your shortcuts on your phone are out of your brain. Sure. You know, it's like a dream deferred. (laughs) It's exactly like that, yeah. So he plays a quote from Trump. And once you get jobs back, instead of them going to India and Mexico. If we could get jobs back, but instead of having them going to India and having them go, I mean, Mexico. He plays this backwards, the Mexico section. And let's see if you can hear this. I'll discount you. I'll discount you. I'll discount you. I love to scam you. Yeah, I think you're right. He was just trying to provide a corollary to the Hillary talk where Mm. Trump now is saying, I'll scam you. Okay. But I think actually your I'll discount you is a better Mm. use of that sound. And now that you say that, I can hear. I'll discount you. I'll discount you. Yeah. Again, priming. Pretty powerful. Also, I'll discount you could mean I will write you off or I will give you a discount. One's Mm. positive and one's negative. Oh, now maybe what do we do? Mexico should pay for the wall, oh, but he'll give them a discount. <laughs> it's like a rebate. I'll situation. discount you. All right. Uh, I hate him. Me too. Yeah, here, here's me again. Mexico. <laughs> Mexican. Mexican. 
Waffle scam. You got to watch out for those waffle scams. Waffle scam? Yeah. Maybe that's it. Like, stay away from any waffle restaurants. Makes sense. Uh, Then he plays another one from Trump saying that Trump's actually really good at this. You know, like, he knows how to use this to his advantage. Okay. Where, and, and this is an interesting question that comes up in various interviews with David John Oates, which is just how much can you actually control this? Oh, right. Yeah. Presumably not at all. This is Mm -hmm. just a window to your subconscious and you can be trying to lay on the flattery or say whatever you want, but your subconscious is going to say whatever your real truth and present understanding is. What if someone else wrote the words you're saying? What if you have a speechwriter or you're reading a play? What happens then? This would be good to clarify with him. My thought is that even then, you should have your own internal subconscious encoded right. backwards. And this is weird too, you know, because you have just the recording medium of either a tape back in the day or now a digital audio recording. And we know pretty well what it's doing to sample the vibrations that are hitting the recorder itself. And making digital impressions Mm -hmm. at a certain sample rate, at a certain frequency range. But somehow it seems like there is a little bit of a dualism here where there's some extra piece of information that's going in the backwards playback that's somehow not present in the forward playback. Which I reject out of hand because scientifically I don't think that makes any sense either for our hearing or for a digital recording method. So somehow he seems to think that Trump knows how to use this to his advantage. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure what the implication of that is. Yeah, because if there's something that's just added by your delivery, your spirit, whatever, then it should be there no matter what words you're saying, which then would mean that your recordings of you saying the same thing should not sound the same. Correct. So you kind of, it has to be either or. Right. Yeah. So that would be, I think, one way to kind of falsify this is to take other instances of that same politician saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. Does it sound different? Was Barack Obama not thinking about sex Mm -hmm. this other time that he said the same thing about the Middle East? Right. right, right, right. Yeah, it's a good question. Or other people saying the same thing too. And, And there's some other attendant claims here like that when you say these things people presumably aren't recording them and playing them backwards and yet somehow they are aware of that intent coming through the words they can hear this subconscious intent right and it's affecting their voting choices oh oh okay because the thing that he said that trump was so good at doing so maybe trump just had the right thoughts in his subconscious but he was often using the word america and he was the only candidate to do that to have america show up uh so there was Backwards. Right, yes. Uh, So there was one quote he had of Donald Trump saying, thank you, thank you very much. (laughs) And when he played it backwards, Trump was saying, America, wake up. Wow. Wow. And then we did. And so David John Oates (laughs) said, this is why he won. His reversals were very pro-America. Ah. Okay. So then there was another quote from Trump saying, Hillary, and then he said something, something, email. It was about her emails. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, was there something with her emails? I don't think I heard about that. I Shoot, I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Whatever it was, it must have been inconsequential. Yeah, it sounds like it. Hillary, something, email. Yeah. Hillary, let's see this email. Oh, let's see this email. Yeah. Okay. Are you impressed? No. <laughs> That's a B minus. At best. C plus, more yeah. likely. Ugh. <laughs> Again, 
I think this is telling us far more about David Oates. The listener, yeah. Than it is about any of these people. Absolutely. And if David Oates spoke a second language, he'd Mm -hmm. be picking up words in that language. Mm -hmm. Uh, We hardwire our brains to look for certain sounds, and we call them languages. Yeah, so that's a question that I did ask him a little while later. I said, does this map onto other languages? And he said, well, I only speak one language, but... Yeah, I've had people that I've trained do this with French, Spanish, and German, and they've been found in all those languages. When the speaker was originally speaking those languages, or when the listener speaks both? and When the speaker was originally speaking that language, and the listener happened to also speak that language. Uh, okay. But yeah. I'm curious, like, if a Spanish speaker listened to Clinton on reverse... If they would hear things in Spanish, I would think so. I would imagine so as well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this crosses language boundaries. Yeah. Very often, you know, when we listen to something being said in another language, we can say, oh, it sounds like they're saying this. Totally, yeah. Oh, it sounds like they're saying this kind of phrase that wouldn't make sense in English, but. Because by and large, we all use the same sounds. There are a few that languages will lean on more than others, mm-hmm. but mostly We've got a few sounds that the human mouth can do. So then he asserts after the Hillary example, I think it's weirder to say that there's nothing here than to say that there is something here. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's kind of reset. Oh, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Right. It's kind of that same thing. Right. I don't think there's nothing there. I think there's something very fascinating about the human brain going on here. And he's got 35 years of research behind him. Oh, my goodness. And so this reminds me of that phrase, practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. And I remember one teacher telling me, practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes permanent. Mm-hmm. And and if you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, you'll just keep doing that. Oh, wow. Maybe you'll do it efficiently or well, but it needs to be practice plus some kind of correction, some effort mm-hmm. to actively be improving. It kind of related to that whole 10,000 hour right. idea yeah. that, yeah, you need to try it something for years on end to achieve mastery, but it can't just be repeating the same thing you know. Yes. You have to constantly be evaluating and improving and testing new things and trying mm-hmm. them out. And subs- what if I do this instead? So sure, 35 years of research would be really good. If it were that type of research where you're getting the feedback of others and looking for the flaws. Right. He estimated that he's done hundreds of thousands of these analyses. Oh, wow. Okay. And says, I probably have like a million reversals just here on my computer. Wow. Yeah. He collects them. How could you have a lot of something without it being real? You couldn't. QED. (laughs) Exactly. You get it. Mm -hmm. You get Mm -hmm. it, Carrie. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Someone in the audience said, well, what about uh, the State of the Union? Because that had just happened. What about the obvious lies there? Have you listened to that one? Mm -hmm. And uh, David John Oates said, oh, I haven't uh, had a chance to listen to that yet. Another woman asked, uh, do some words always sound the same? Mm -hmm. And that was a good question. He said, yeah, "Yeah, there's like 50 or so, and I call them constant reversals. Okay. So, for example, like every every time someone says... (laughs) 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 all those palindromes uh, go hang a salami I'm a lasagna hog (laughs) draw oh Caesar erase a coward so he said that the word relationship always comes backward as this is shallow oh wow interesting well, uh, that tells you something. Not every relationship can be shallow. So what does that mean to you, David John? Similarly, motion means show me. Okay. A president comes back as we deserve this. 
Okay, what do you make of this, but, Dave? Well, kind of to his credit. Okay. For those examples, he said, yeah, for those 50-whatever examples, uh, I tell my students to ignore those, move past those, because, okay. yeah, they are constant. Okay, but why doesn't that teach you some larger right. principle? In your 35 years, and one of those years or months or days, you should have said, oh, wait a second. Yeah, what does that say about other parts of language? Just yeah. that the way they're enunciated can affect our ability to hear certain phrases, either uh-huh. said or not said. Uh-huh. And sometimes, yeah, the, they'll appear for everybody and sometimes just for one person and sometimes every time that person speaks and sometimes only once. Let's analyze that a little more. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just a little more. Yeah, I would think those 50 words are the ones that just don't differentiate that much between the different dialects of spoken English. You know, and I bet there's a cool study that could be made from that. Mm -hmm. Just looking at how do consonants play forward and backwards and vowel sounds and, you know, what do we do with that? I'm I'm not sure why that would really justify someone's effort Mm -hmm, (laughs) in looking into that. But but, I think it'd be interesting, though. Yeah. Like I am thinking about, you know, obviously kayak backwards is not kayak. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'd be kind of interested to see that study. Linguists, I can't wait for your emails. Yeah, it's funny because as you're saying all of this, like I want to play back what you just said backwards. Yeah. I'll be able to do that later when I'm monkeying with this file in audition. Yeah. But I think and this will come up more. I think this is a big saving grace here is that this kind of analysis is hard to do. Yeah. You can't do it in real time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it takes time to reverse it and play it. And in that interview with George Kappas, George was asking good questions. And one of them was, how long does it take to do this analysis? Yeah. And it seemed like it was roughly like a four to one ratio where he would take a half hour of audio and it would take him two hours to analyze. Makes sense. And I'm kind of glad it takes so long to do that because otherwise I think you'd have a lot of people like harassing their their girlfriend, boyfriend, fiance saying, okay, you said you weren't out anywhere last night, but I recorded you. (laughs) And played it backwards. And you said, the girl, I have her. Yeah. (laughs) There would be so much of that. Uh, Yeah, it almost feels like there's an implicit dare in here. Like, I dare you to put as much time to this as I have. (laughs) And you know who took that dare? (laughs) Ross and Gary. (laughs) Exactly. No problem, sir. We've done it. You said, I know (laughs) Philip. Who's Philip? Yeah. Tell me, who is Philip? I don't know. Well, your subconscious does. (laughs) I'll tell you what, listeners. After this episode is up for mm, two days, I am going to... Reverse it and put the entire uh, <laughs> the entire file as a reverse video on YouTube. Oh, I like it. Yeah. That's fun. And then you can all try to pull little things we said that are secret statements. But by all means, do not tell your significant other about the iReverse speech app. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ross has pulled something up on his phone. That's, oh, shit, that's me. That's what you just said backwards. Was that he's opening it on his phone? Wait, we can slow down the speed. Okay. Can you play it forward? See what it was? Pulled something up on his phone. Pulled something up on his phone. <laughs> okay, now we're going to play it backwards. It sounds like I'm singing. The city pretty. All right. Uh, the city pretty. I don't know. Okay, we'll, we'll discard that recording. Uh, I right. got to get this app. How much is it? Uh, it's actually, it's free. All right. With in-app purchases, but uh, so far it it's working. I reverse speech. Well, I'm going to use this forever. Okay, Carrie, say kayak. Kayak. <laughs> okay. Kayak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Pretty close. All right. Wait. Let's try. Now I'm having fun. Mom. Mom. 
Hey. Okay. Yeah, that How one's... How about... Oh, oh, I see. If I want to save, I've got to um, upgrade for five bucks. Okay. Okay. So new recording. So in Oregon, there's a town called Wairika. Yeah. Which is bakery backwards. And so there's a bakery <sighs> there called Wairika Bakery. So I'm going to say that. Oh, I love okay. it. Okay. Wairika Bakery. Ooh, no. Okay. That, yeah, that one doesn't work. Your payback, eerie owl. <laughs> oh, an owl! <laughs> I'll do this for um, my grandparents lived in Ukiah, which is haiku backwards. Nice. Ukiah haiku. <laughs> nope. Wow. Ukiah haiwaki. All right. Well, that was fun. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep doing them. I am married to Kara Blotcher. That's a lie, and I hope your reverse speech reveals the lie to be a lie. Nothing. I heard Barack in there. Oh. Oh, yeah. Not like Barack Obama, but like Barack. Barack. Like uh, Who's near I am, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be able to make this show anymore now because we'll be too busy recording <laughs> audio <laughs> back app. on this app. You know what? It's actually pretty fun. I highly recommend this app. Five stars. Yeah. Uh, so. Is this David's app? Yes. Oh, good for him. Yeah. So uh, all those in-app purchases go to him. Mm-hmm. So he played a few more Trump clips. Uh, Trump was talking about Obama. The reverse speech said, and he's a fucking asshole. Whoa. Yeah. Rude. And then Trump was talking about the wall. And uh, then backwards it said, will not deal with us. So there you go. Mm, okay. Yeah. So he knew ahead of time that his little Mexico will pay for this. They ruse won't was deal with us. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So someone asked for him to clarify, are you aware of this as you're forming these sentences? David said, nope, it's subconscious, uh, though you're aware of the sentiment if you're tuned into your own emotions. Sure, okay. Uh, I asked if there's any difference in analyzing audio from hypnosis, because Mm -hmm. presumably you're already speaking from the subconscious then. Right. And oh, he lit up. Oh, that's such a great question. Yes. So uh, it's very clear in hypnosis because it's coming from the Mm -hmm. right brain. Um, so yeah. So he says the hit rate will be a little higher and usually it's like higher quality matches. Essentially, He said also in casual conversation, people who know each other well, it's more frequent there also. This was kind of fun. He played a TV evangelist. He didn't have the name of the evangelist. Would have liked to have known that. My advice is rancid. My advice is rancid. My advice is rancid. That's pretty good. Yeah, the audience liked that one too. And then I asked him if he'd ever listened to any great spiritual leaders like Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. or Gandhi. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I thought, well, that would be interesting. Do they say things that are revealing some deep, seedy thing? Uh, he was able to pull up one of MLK pretty quickly where uh, he was saying, when all of God's children, and then he reversed that and it said, the Lord, he does believe. And David took that to mean that Martin Luther King Jr. was thinking that God believes in all of us. So a very nice, positive okay. message. Sure. Again, we have yet another layer of subjectivity taking those words that he hears yeah. and then interpreting what they were actually meaning from MLK's subconscious. Right, right. I think MLK, I mean, he was a wonderful writer, so I assume he wrote his own speeches. But mm-hmm. again, he was a person surrounded by a movement and could have very well written this in advance. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I guess the message there is, even if you're reading a phone book... Yeah. Somehow your subconscious is going to come across. Right. 
I doubt that. Me too. Uh, but yeah, he said, oh yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, has some really beautiful reversals. So he said uh, that he uses this in his own personal therapy that he does with people. Um, but, but also with law enforcement. Oh boy. Here we go again. Okay. This is one of our favorite things. <laughs> so here's what done happens, you guys. Mm-hmm. Someone who has a paranormal claim, like mm-hmm. psychic powers, for example, will say, I work with law enforcement all the time. I help them on missing children cases. I help them solve crimes. And it turns out you call in your little hunches. Yep. Into the police station, and the person on the other end of the line says to themselves, well, I'm supposed to write down every single thing that comes in. (laughs) All right. And they write it down, and they go, "Uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Thank you so much. And then uh, person A regards that as having been deeply involved in said investigation. That seems to be the story, usually. And not only is that the usual story, that is exactly the narrative that David John Oates has played into. Oh, good. Yeah. Let's so, hear about it. So he tells us that he worked... backwards. <laughs> Whoa, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be fun to kind of memorize certain phrases in reverse. Totally. I've been thinking about that. Yeah, we should do that just so we can greet... That quote's not from Barack Obama. That quote's from Omama Karab. Karab. <laughs> I'm not good at this, apparently. Karab. All right, let's try Omaba this. Karab. It's nice to meet you. Oh, that's hard to say. Yeah, All you right. got to pick something shorter. You have to get possessed by a devil. Uh, okay, how about... Hello? Hello. I don't know why I sounded that much like a robot in that. <laughs> you totally did. <laughs> I should be one of those, like, driving directions people. Okay. Well. 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 Right. Well. Okay, so let's try this now where I record that, me saying... Wella. You're, you're, yeah, well. Like it. Okay. Well. Hello. Hey. Okay. Okay, All but right. it was a little different, so I'm going to now say what you said. So do it again. Hello. Should I play the forward version? No, I think you, I you're should You're going to play the reverse to, version? Yeah, I'm trying to Hello. build levels of nonsense here. <laughs> this is like getting a translation off of Google Translate and then feeding exactly. it back into That's Google Translate. Okay. Okay, wait. How do I how do you clear it? Oh, just say record new and then it will have oh, a discard got it. or it'll try to upsell you if you say it. Hey, no. Okay, now you do that. Well. Hello. <laughs> So now you do this one. I like this one. Hello. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it again. Hold All on. right. Hello. <laughs> okay, and then you do this. Really? Really? Hello. What? How's this happening? Okay. Wait, what just happened? Wait, that sounded like you. Yeah, a little bit. What? Okay. This is so weird. Okay, can I hear it one more time? Okay. Hello. Hello. Okay. This is so dumb. Okay. Neighbors are like, oh no, they finally cracked up. <laughs> oh 
Oh, God. Yeah, All so right. law enforcement. So oh, yeah, <laughs> law enforcement, yeah. <laughs> he says he worked with the police department in Dallas for several months. Oh, gosh. Un- until he says he, f- he recorded an officer and played back their audio and found them saying, last week I bought snow. <laughs> or as we know, or as we, snow. Last week I bought snow? Meaning uh, cocaine, I'm guessing. Oh, I, I, I'm so wholesome. <laughs> I just pictured this person buying actual Texas, snow and bringing it to People in Texas, Texas shouldn't be buying snow. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just going to melt you guys. It's in upsetting the natural <laughs> It's, it's a upsetting bad idea. the natural order. <laughs> oh, man. Then he said that he contributed to the John Benet Ramsey case. Oh, no. Yeah, so we remember this from when we were young. There was a young beauty pageant winner. Yeah, very young, like under 10. Yeah. And super sad case. And she was she was murdered. Her parents were suspected. I think it's still not totally known. Right. So David has figured out that it was the mother because Okay. Great. Uh, he had audio of the mother saying only two people know who killed her, the killer and someone they confided in. But in reverse speech she said, I am that person. God, this is so damaging. And uh, there was another quote of her saying, like, Oh, I can't believe we know anyone who would be that vicious. And then in reverse, she says, I'm the only one. God. Which is also what Tigger says all the time. (laughs) Or um, Highlander. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. My terrible ex boyfriend was very into Highlander. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's funny. My current wife is uh, very into Highlander. (laughs) Your current wife. Yeah. My first wife. Right. The wife who might die this year. Yeah, if our gentleman psychic is had anything to say about it. Right, right. Fingers crossed. Elsewhere, she doesn't. John Benet Ramsey's mother in reverse speech said, I struck her head. You know, so he'd, he'd amassed all of this uh, quote unquote evidence. But yeah, uh, law enforcement, great application. We looked into one of his other claims. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie found a great news article uh, because he says that he assisted in the Waco standoff. So uh, when David Koresh was the leader of the Branch Davidians, there was this huge uh, standoff between that cult and the government uh, yes. in the 90s. And uh, yeah, terrible situation. They had stockpiled weapons. And so he says that he had gone in and he'd found all of this interesting information that was used by the FBI. When you say gone in, you don't mean to the compound. No, but just gone in as a, as a consultant. Okay. Uh, this is from 1993 in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Ooh, it was on Pi Day, March 4th. 14th. Nice. This is so great. Robin Clark, the uh, the writer of this article, says, Anyone thinking of hopping down here to lend a hand in negotiations with cult leader David Koresh, the FBI has a message for you. Stay home. <laughs> Quote, Safer at home. We, <laughs> we've had probably hundreds of requests to help resolve the 15-day-old standoff, some claiming direct access to God, others looking for a ticket to stardom, FBI spokesman Bob Rick said last week. One caller inquired about Koresh's birth date. August 17th, 1959, saying she wanted to work out the cult leader's astrological chart. Another offer came from David Oates, the founder of Reverse Speech International in Wiley, Texas. Oates told the Dallas Morning News that he had recorded Koresh's 58-minute religious message, broadcast March 2nd, and listened to it backward for subconscious clues to the cult leader's state of mind. In one instance, when Koresh said, we know he gave counsel to the seven churches of Asia, Oates said he uncovered this reverse speech message. Let me warn you. Uh, uh, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. Uh, okay, but 
And another point in the rambling sermon, Oates said Koresh subconsciously showed his vulnerability, saying in reverse speech, I fought no one, don't want to kill, I feel afraid. I feel um, okay saying it in that cadence because that's usually what the reverse audio sure. sounds like. How, 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 why would that even be useful even if those things were accurate? That tells you nothing. Correct. And listen for this. Correct. Listen for this beautiful, beautiful brush off. Oates said he offered to share his back talk analysis with federal negotiators. They haven't gotten back to him yet. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. That was his involvement in the Waco standoff. Man. Unsolicited advice. You know, what's interesting, though. My FOIA-loving brain is getting going here. Since it was the FBI that was engaging with Waco, Mm -hmm. they would have been the ones to collect anything that he sent to them, which Mm -hmm. means it would be accessible via a FOIA request, which I will now put in. Good. Because I want to see if uh, I want to see if they actually collected and kept it. I'm writing a note for myself. I think it should be called the FOIFC for Freedom of Information Act for Carrie. (laughs) Because I think you probably are one of the most frequent requesters. I love a FOIA. I just love it. (laughs) This actually will come up a little later. uh, Some information that came from a FOIA about uh, David Oates's claims. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. It's in my notes. It's happening, people. So he referenced other times that he's helped law enforcement. He said that he once identified a murder weapon. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, a gun. He listened to, I guess they were uh, talking to a suspect, and when he played it backwards, uh, he got something about it being in the cellar. And he said, yeah, they got a warrant, and they went, and they found it in the cellar. Uh, I'm sure that's exactly how that went down. mm -hmm. There was uh, an interview with a man denying that he killed the woman, but in reverse, the man said, yes, I hit hard. (laughs) Yes, I hit hard. (laughs) God. This Uh, is devastating for those people, though. I know. uh, This is the problem with, like, the psychics who swarm in after something horrible happens because ostensibly on the surface, they're there to help. They're there to comfort. They're there to give restitution and resolution. But if it's not real, you're just wasting their time and messing with their memories. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. And And that's malicious and gross. And accusing someone of a crime they may not have committed. Yeah, right. About of of their loved one. And inputting this innuendo that mm-hmm. is completely useless, but we as humans we can't just treat that neutrally. When someone tells us like, "Oh, he said I hit hard." That's now in our heads. Mm-hmm. Even if he's completely innocent, yep. now when we see him, that's in our heads. That Thanks, forms a David Oates. Pathway. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. A few neurons just got connected and they won't get unconnected. Right. It's Good like, job. It's like if you pull out a picture of a vast landscape and I say, look at all the pink things. Even if before you didn't notice there was much pink in it. <laughs> yeah. Every time you look at that now, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. yeah. All yeah. the pink things. These things get tainted. And that's why negative associations with words catch on and ruin those words. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like a, a word can mean a positive thing and a negative mm-hmm. thing or a symbol, you know. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we have that negative association, well, now it's just tainted. You yeah. got to move on and pick a different word or phrase or symbol or something. Right, right. And that's why... I think this kind of advice can be less than neutral. It Mm -hmm. can actually be unhelpful. Yeah, yeah. Because it just kind of slightly rewires everyone's brain in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe the right direction, but if so, it's just by chance. Right. That's no good. Getting up my soapbox. (laughs) Well, this talk sounds delightful, but a little exhausting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you have anything for me that's delightful and restorative? 
you know what? I've got just the thing for you. It's a game called Best Fiends. Oh, Best Fiends, you say? Yeah. It's a free download on the Google Play Store. A download like from aliens a lot like that but okay. on your phone oh well, no no this it's is so better okay. this is better okay, than an alien delivery look at that i just got my 12 day completion in my series every day i log in get my gifts oh, oh wow. cindy b sent me a surprise gift okay i'm sending one back to her is cindy b someone you know in real life yes ah, well, hi cindy facebook connection okay so, uh, you know, every now and then Ooh, Carrie, so pretty. Carrie checks in on my progress to see how I've been advancing through the world of uh, Best Fiends. I'm in the Willow Woods right now uh, around level 848. The important thing is that I passed up Becca. She is back mm. at level 844. I'm sorry, Becca. Mm. Good luck catching mm, me. Mm, mm. Uh, but yeah, Best Fiends is a lot of fun. Uh, so you you travel through this world. There's multiple levels and each level has a puzzle to it. Hey. Uh, so like if I jump into level 848, now, oh, look at those little friends. Yeah, these are my friends. So I've got uh, a great crew here. I've got Rue, I've got Bam, I've got Gene, Terry, and Woody. They're all pretty yeah, pretty advanced. Okay. I do like to say so myself. Uh, but I've got others as well for each color category. Anyways, in this one, I've got to clear 90 of the green leaves and 90 of the yellow flowers, but also help six of these chicks hatch. You see these eggs up here? Mm-hmm. i got to make sure they get safely to the bottom and successfully oh, hatch. So fun. a lot of good fun. And it changes with every level. It usually takes me a couple times because they're tricky. They, okay. They take something. There's an element of randomness. You don't know what you're going to get each level. But good tricky. Good tricky. That's right. So it keeps my brain active. And, uh, you know, I can play it while uh, letting my son watch Titanic for the first time. Or while going to the Conscious Life Expo. Did you do this in between talks? You know what? Probably during that laser talk I haven't mentioned. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, Best Fiends is a unique and exciting puzzle experience that updates monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips, and you can even play offline. Which is really cool. And there's over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, so don't take it just from me. Take it from them. Best Fiends is a must play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. That would make you awesome. And me, Kay. Best Kay. <laughs> Sounds like a fun ritual. One mm-hmm. of my rituals, of course, is caring for my teeth. Oh, that's a great ritual. How do you do that, Carrie? Give me a pro tip on mm. taking care of your teeth. Uh, thank you for asking. One of my pro tips is to use a very good tool, something that will be sleek, slim, fit in a bag, so I'll be able to carry it everywhere. Because when you think about it, the most important thing about your dental hygiene mm-hmm is the accessibility of the tools. Well, I hope, at least from your description, I hope you've heard of Quip. I have. I actually have. Is that what you were leading up to? Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Well, we are so on the same wavelength I know. It's like one mind. Quip, the makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, want you to know that no matter what brand you use, if you have good habits, you're good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, flossing regularly. Mm Mm-hmm. And Quip makes that simple. Their electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer, and they have these 30-second pulses that guide a full, even clean. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months with free shipping. So go to getquip.com slash oh no right now for your first refill free. Spelled getquip.com slash oh no. Quip, the good habits company. 
So, next he moves on to therapy. Oh, good. This is his main source of income. Okay. He works over the phone, and we've already said we're looking at 2000 bucks for yeah. an eight-part session. God. And he says most of his clients are in the States. So, he's still oh, living in Australia, but he's like still fairly popular in the U.S. Interesting. Still so he couldn't be offering licensed therapy here then. I bet not. Yeah, interesting. That's a very good point. Maybe he's not claiming to be that sort of therapist, though. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe if it's fully under the guise of reverse speech. Mm -hmm. If it's like, I'm credentialed by my own agency I founded. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like in the Simpsons episode about the monkey trial in Springfield, hmm. you get the, the guy who comes up on the stand and he says, I have a degree in truthology from Christian Tech. Ah, adorable. <laughs> okay, so here we go. A little bit of insight into David John Oates. Okay. Here's how our problems work. So <laughs> we all create our own problems. We create our own reality. Uh-oh. So the more you don't take responsibility, the more problems you have. Okay. All right. Uh, that's okay. I mean, that can be partly true is largely untrue. He'll unpack this a little okay. more, but we're getting a certain vibe from uh, mm -hmm. from this guy. We're getting a Tony Robbins thing going on. So uh, he plays a clip of a man talking about his relationship and, you know, it all sounds positive. But then when you play it backwards, the guy says, I must muck it. I thought relationship always said a particular thing backwards and it was like oh, but unstable the, or something. The man's just saying general things about his oh, okay. relationship. Okay. And so playing it back somewhere in the midst of all of the soup of words, he found oh, okay. the phrase, I must muck it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Which I like because David John Oates does not shy from pulling in little Australian turns of phrase. I was just thinking phrase. that. Like, I mean, I know what that means, but it sounds uh, just slightly uncanny right. to American ears. Yeah, would this guy say in his conscious brain and speech, oh, I'm going to muck this up. Right. I'm going to muck it. it yeah, you might, but you'd be like, oh, Tony always says that, you right. know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It almost sounds like an LRHism, like something that's uh -huh. clearly either out of date or just from a different uh, vocabulary. You know? Totally. You're going to muck up these three states if you don't get your 70% retrieval. Right. So I threw in a question at this point. I asked about the quality of the recording itself and what kind mm. of software he uses to manipulate it mm -hmm. so as soon as i mentioned the quality of the recording said oh very important yeah yeah we want to make sure we get the best quality audio possible all right um but he didn't really directly address the the software question because i wanted to know you know obviously every time he's playing these he's slowing them down naturally a pitch shift is happening he's not correcting yeah. for it and so he didn't go into that other than to give a quick little plug for his i reverse speech app a very good app yeah, i must that. say yeah though i'm sure he's using you know some sort of audio editing software yeah. I'm sure he's got his own little methods, but he didn't uh, want to elaborate on that. Oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, no. So he plays an interview of a woman in an abusive relationship. Okay, this is going to be good, and he's going to say a nice thing that makes us all feel good. I can't wait. So he finds, hidden in her speech, uh -huh. she says, make him abuse me. Oh, God. She obviously denied, after I told her this, that, uh -huh. that she wanted him or was trying to make him abuse her. Yep. But at some level, we create our own reality and we want it to happen. Huh. So, we know about something pretty bad that happened in David John Oates's life, and mm -hmm. I wonder if he wanted to make it happen. <laughs> he must have. He creates his own reality. I guess so. We'll talk about that in a bit. Yep. Another woman said that she wanted grief. <laughs> 
Okay. And that's why she was having all these relationship problems. So here we go. Direct quote from David Oates. If you're in poverty, it's because at some level you've created it. Oh, cool, cool, cool. This is like law of attraction shit. Mm-hmm. Same if you've had a series of bad relationships. I help my clients discover these hidden thoughts. I love working with clients and helping them find these things and change them. Oh, I'm sure they love working with you, David. Yeah, oh God, I always hate this thing. It comes up so often, especially in self-help stuff. Yep. Because it's obviously going to speak to some people. It's obviously true that your brain can get in the way. It can. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that that is the solution to every problem you've got. And sometimes you know the right thing to do and you're just working at cross purposes with yourself. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's part of being human. And and sometimes people manipulate people and you get the shitty end of the stick or you were born in a less privileged position and that affects you your whole life. Yeah, that's the broader context. Yeah. I, I think with this little simple philosophy, he's ignoring that. Yeah, there's these external factors that you don't have control over. Right. And it's really shit to tell someone who's struggling with that and doesn't have control of the situation, oh yeah, you're just making this for yourself. Right. Yeah, it seems like there's that, you know, what do they call that prayer? Oh, right. Uh, the, uh, I like that Serenity one. prayer. Yeah. Teach me to change the things I can and... Uh, Reinhold Niebuhr. I'm gonna not say it right. Give me the grace to accept the things... I cannot change. Right. Courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. I think that's really lovely because that's, yeah. it also cushions you from other people's impressions of which things you need to change. Like everyone's ratio is going to be different. I yeah. actually think that's really powerful wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like that's a prayer I can give a full thumbs yeah, up to. Yeah, good like, prayer. Uh, but what is not nice is to come from the other end and say, hey, I've got this tapped in knowledge of the subconscious of these, yeah. these truths. And they're telling me that you're actually the cause of this. So you can control it, mm-hmm. uh, all of it. And you're not. Makes me want to record him and play it backwards and be like, well, actually, during our session, I heard you say this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he played back another woman who's talking about how her business is really going to catapult. But when played backwards, she said, I go with slum. What? No one even talks like that. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. Not a thing. I go with slum. I go with slum. Oh, God. Somebody in the audience was saying, wait, what? What was that? (laughs) He played it again like, wait, what is she saying? (laughs) So C plus at best. Yeah. I'm going to give that a minus. There was a woman next to me the whole time. And as we were hearing him play these things and ask him questions, you know, I would do that thing where I look over like, you're hearing what I'm hearing? Uh And she would look over at me like, this is amazing, right? (laughs) (laughs) So we we had kind of a disconnect going. But uh, at one point she asked whether this can be used for someone's spiritual journey. Uh And he said... I'm going to guess yes. Yeah. How did you know? Amazing. That'd be great though if he was like, no. Really? (laughs) He said, yeah, with 30% of my clients, we do look at the spiritual. And uh, this method is really good for identifying emotions like grief and jealousy. And you can even use reverse speech to pinpoint the moment or the series of moments in your life that affected you, uh, which reminds like the time track. Exactly. Oh my God. Reminded me of Scientology. This ties into so many things. Scientology really did a number on everybody. I'm glad L. Ron Hubbard hadn't heard of this or this is what they'd be doing in auditing. Yeah. Boy, talk about keeping Scientologists busy. You could have them just listen oh, to these definitely. things in reverse for hours. But because LRH wasn't the one to come up with it, they never will. It took somebody like 
John Oates. <laughs> so uh, he played one woman backwards. She had been confiding with him about other things, but he heard her say, I've been molested. Okay. And did she confirm that that was true? Yeah. So he said that when he told her this, she broke down in tears and said, I, I haven't told anybody this. I wasn't going to tell you. Uh, yeah, it was my brother. And, uh, and so there we go. He had made a breakthrough and he'd identified what was causing all these other things for her. Okay, so two things could have happened there. One is that he made a lucky guess and it's an unfortunately common crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is that he has completely forgotten the order of operations as people often do and is remembering this now as oh. I came up with this independently and she verified it later instead of she said something about it earlier. I kind of forgot. I couldn't really remember the details. Then I heard it in the thing. Then she reminded me that, yes, she had told me about this before, which is usually how these things end That's up. That's a good point. Either one is shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, and so he said it took him 20 years to develop. He records the clients for 30 minutes. I guess they have a conversation. He tries to lay out questions that he thinks will give him stuff to work with, essentially. So he analyzes that. Uh, and then he calls the clients back. And Oh, so it's double-blinded. I'd love to hear him define double-blind. <laughs> Maybe he could. So then he calls them back and he reveals kind of what he found out. Mm. And it sort of gets their reaction, what they think that he might be able to do to fix it. And so then he can analyze that second conversation and see what came across. Interesting. So their answers usually come in metaphor. Oh, okay. Here we have another big part of David John Oates's Oh, interesting. process, and that is the metaphor. Okay, kind of a Jesus figure. For example, he was talking to this one man who had business problems. In the second session, the guy was talking about how, you know what, maybe I should make some new pamphlets. That's something I could do for my business. And in reverse, the man said, "See the whirlwind to shoot this devil out." What? <laughs> No. <laughs> what? Normally, this is where you and I might say, well, all right, we heard something. Uh-huh. We, we worked real hard and we heard, see the whirlwind and shoot this devil out. That, yeah, I wouldn't have even tried to make that something. But it uh, th- turns out. It is very Nostradamus-y. You got it. Oh, yep. good. Yep. We're, okay. We're traveling straight into Nostradamus land. <laughs> oh, no. So David has a dictionary of metaphors, which you can find online okay. with like a thousand metaphors that he has discovered from all of these oh, sessions. Oh, he made the dictionary? Sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where do you think he got it? Aleister Crowley? He might as well. <laughs> I mean, there are those dream dictionaries. I thought maybe it was one of oh, those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, there's this whole vocabulary of words and phrases that are these Jungian archetypes that everybody refers to. Okay. And many of them are religious, you know, like a Garden of Eden. Eve, Adam, those sorts of things will play in all the time. Good hypothesis. Can't wait for you to test it. So devil Mm -hmm. is negative traumatic emotions that are holding you down. A whirlwind is our life force. Okay. Or I tried playing the word whirlwind a few times and reversing it. I think anytime someone says new or newer, there's a good chance you're going to get whirlwind. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Whirlwind. Uh, Wolf is a big one. Wolf shows up all the time. I'm guessing that's like a liar or something. That's the part of our personality that is the hunter and protector of the psyche. Oh, okay. It's a good thing. The prime motivator behind behavior. So, yeah, so the wolf kind of plays multiple roles. But, yeah, that gets said all the time. Wolf. Yeah, anytime you say something like full. Full. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I was full of pizza last night. Oh, the wolf has (laughs) gotten in. The wolf has protected thou. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, Lancelot is another one. Ga- Lancelot? Goddess. I, okay, well, sorry. Uh, Lancelot. Why do I sound like that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you sound very Siri like. Snarl a snell. Yeah, if I had a dime for every time I said snarl a snell. <laughs> I'd have a dime. He said that 70 to 80% of language that people use in reverse speech is in metaphor. Oh, wow. Yeah. So once Aww. so once you start understanding his language of metaphor, some of these posted reverse speech snippets that he's finding make more sense. Okay. I looked through the metaphor dictionary and it included like gray for the alien. Oh, sure. That does come up sometimes. But also Australian terms like bloke and Sheila. Oh, sure. Poppy was in there. Oh, what does that mean? It says sea flower opium, meaning unknown, part of a new developing flower group of metaphors. Also, opium is made from poppies. True. Okay. All right. That was it for Poppy. Owl. Oh, what's an owl? Has an entry. Owl is knowledge Uh, from conscious mind, whereas wisdom is from the unconscious mind. Knowledge that one has reasoned Mm. with the intellect, earthly wisdom, the part that intellectually reasons and understands. That's owl. Mm. So, so, you know, owl throws wolf and lake, you know, will have some very (laughs) specific meaning about how your worldly knowledge has thrown out your motivation to the metaphorical lake. You know, there's. Yes. So now you've just freed him to make his own metaphorical interpretation. Right, right, right. Okay. You know, which he already pulled quite subjectively from your reverse speech. And he said, yeah, my dictionary has over a thousand metaphors and I'll find lots more. (laughs) He's not done yet. This guy could have been Jesus in another time. Yeah, totally. Jesus's responses to questions are so wild. Hey, should, should we go down this path? There once was a man and the man didn't know what he should do for a living. And he went to the store and he bought six fish. And later, one of those fish became a man. What? <laughs> what? It seems like that's all of Jesus's conversations. Yeah. And then what happens is 35 years later, somebody kind of remembers what you said. Maybe they finally yeah. decide to write it down. They get it a little wrong, but it's still nice and vague. Right. And then everybody attaches huge significance to it. And now you've got a religion. Yeah. Liar, lunatic, lord, lost in translation. (laughs) So he started going into this and he talks about how one of his students had financial problems, but she had said Eve is damaged. And so Eve is the spiritually matured, emotional, stable, strong woman. We need to fix that. Mm. That will take care of your financial problems. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that was an actual example. See the wolf fallen in the lake. The wolf is his motivation and it's drowning in his emotions. We need to deal with that. Okay. How do we deal with that? Oh. Does this actually have any instructive quality? Well, now he does another layer oh, of- you need oh, more of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Correct. To talk about your emotions and how you deal with them. Okay. Well, and he said, what am I going to do with this guy? Send him to Tony Robbins? Ah! That won't work because I've done Tony Robbins's reversals. Oh! Yeah, so on that page I sent you, there's this amazing page that has just tons of reversal examples. Yes, they're very good. And you know what? I'll give him credit. On these pages where he does list out the audio, every time he'll play the clip, the broader clip, and then he'll just play back the reverse snippet, Mm -hmm. and then he'll do it at a slower speed and then an even slower Mm -hmm. speed. But I'll give him credit for this. At least on the text below, he'll use brackets to show the part of the speech that he reversed. 
Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That's at least a little nod to the fact that, yeah, I grabbed some weird random part of this sentence. Right. Yeah. So we got Tony Robbins saying, liar, Satan, your horse. <laughs> okay. Her bell, I break it. Oh, no. I want our money buying it. It'd be funny to hear him interpret her bell, I break it, because I'm sure he'd go off on some long parable, and then mm-hmm. you could be like, oh, no, he literally broke a bell I had. I had a <laughs> bell on my living room table, and he oh, broke Oh, well, it. then, yes, then, now it's oh, okay, true, then literally. That's, then that's true. I'm a terrible, and then F word that is a slur. Oh, F slur, yeah, yeah, okay. okay. And there's a fair amount of that in the reversals. I've seen the N word wow. in some of his reversals. Yeah, it's like, David, how much do you want to reveal of what's oh, wow. floating around in your head? Now, oh, yeah, that's rough. Okay, sorry, this is just settling in. Okay, okay. so the N word ones, are they within the speech of a black person? I don't believe so. Okay, At so- At least the, the one I remember seeing. Okay, so he is- Implying then that that person is racist rather than that someone's yeah. harboring like a self-hatred. Yes. But of course, this just reveals that he has the inward floating around in his head and it's easily grabbable. <laughs> right. I see. Correct. Okay, cool. And then, uh, so sorry, still catching up with the F slur. Uh, I guess, so Tony Robbins, as far as I know, has had all female partners, at least publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, So the implication here would be that he's closeted gay and hates himself. I guess so. I guess. Okay. Yeah. But again, David has the F slur floating around in his head. Easily grabbable. Got it. Tony Robbins also said, I rape on the Rome. Jesus. And here Rome is meaning Italy, meaning great civilization level, something like that. What? (laughs) Yeah. You can't just drop these things like they're fucking bombs. He just like walks away. I know. Yeah. And some of these just don't make sense. Like these are the ones that you should just leave out because they're no good. Like fake getting Nixon. Okay, what? Yeah. I'll mess with Lucifer. Okay. okay. Who said that? <laughs> Those are all Tony Robbins. Oh, okay. So on this page, there's multiple snippets <laughs> okay. of Tony Robbins. Cool. Here's how it works in the therapy. It's called the meta walk, which is, of course, a combination of metaphor and... Walk? Walkabout. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Scientology term? No, no, no. That's the take a walk. Oh, a, you're right. A walkabout is, you know, like in Australia, you know, you go for oh, a walkabout. you go for a walkabout. Okay. Like in uh, Crocodile Dundee, you know, walkabout creek. Oh, okay. No, I had never heard that. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, you haven't seen Crocodile Dundee? Mm-mm. Oh, I don't that's think so. pretty fun. I don't know if this is a big guilty pleasure I'm revealing here, but I like Crocodile oh, Dundee. Okay. Pretty heartwarming films. Little backwards in terms of the gender relationships. Got it. Be forewarned. So we're going back to this earlier case where he had this guy And he didn't know what to do with him other than give him his own therapy. You know, he can't give him to Tony Robbins. But in his reverse speech, he said, see the wolf fallen in the lake. Okay. So now he's saying we have to literally help him get a wolf out of the lake. Oh, so this one is not a metaphor? Okay, this is where I'm confused. Okay. So maybe the metaphor is metaphorical, but now he's saying to solve this, we need to get a literal wolf out of a literal lake. I don't know. I mean, I kind of like this. Yeah, I know. But this would be the fix. I, I'm guessing the better explanation here is that he doesn't know what the word literally means. Oh, 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 that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> and now we sound like pedants. But we really just knew the meaning of the word. But he said, so we have to get him a wolf in a lake and literally take the wolf out of the lake. Uh, I mean. Yeah, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. (laughs) But do you really have a wolf? 
Okay. I mean, dogs can drown. So if he wants to go trying to find and help dogs in the water, so this is where someone from the audience said, "Oh, this is like neurofeedback," and David said, "Exactly." (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Which is a whole other can of worms for another investigation. Also, I think they meant neurolinguistic programming. NLP played a lot into this, and in fact, David even mentions it regularly that he'll use little NLP things. But neurofeedback is another whole. It is. Yeah. It just I don't see the connection to that. Monitoring people's brain signals. And, right. and trying to feed back into that and counter their brain signal. It's, it's kind of similar. Okay. Yeah. I'm not seeing that one, but I'm sure it's there. So we do two meta walks and then uh, hypnosis journeys. Uh, the, essentially, that's what that is. One week apart. And uh, then there's pre-vision. The clients see images uh, before I suggest them. So sometimes, again, it's just like the pre-speech, you know, where they'll say something that reveals that they're already aware of what later on he's going to give them as imagery to work through. Oh, So okay. again, he's speaking to their subconscious. Their subconscious knows what's going on. But this is just further verification that he's so tuned in that he knows what their subconscious knows and they verify it for him. And a more cynical person might say... Well, all they have to do then is supply you with the image and you just have to say, that's exactly what I was going to say. Well, and even worse, he's pulling their verification from their reverse speech. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Meaning he is the judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, for- Jesus. He's doing all the therapy on his own. But he says, I'm just feeding back what they've told me. So pre-vision really makes sense. So then their third recording is going to be a post-trance tape. And so he'll ask them, how are you feeling now? And so then he can analyze that to see, have they recovered? And that's Uh when he'll find additional little snippets that can tell him that uh, things have gone well. For example, he plays a client saying, I have potential now. And another (laughs) woman, another woman saying, spirit and the goddess in center. Spirit and the goddess in center. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There we go. See, it worked. (laughs) Another guy said, Healing that wolf. Don't you love that? Like you pay $2,000 to this guy. Yeah. You have all these sessions and he finds you in the third recording saying healing that wolf out of your half hour. He's like, you're done. He's like, I did it. Yep. You're welcome. God. So now we're getting towards the end and he says, oh, we barely talked about the spiritual piece. I only got like 20 minutes. How am I going to do this? Well, you know, I'll do my best. Um, But this is where a woman from the audience says, "Uh, quick question. Have you worked with physical problems like migraines and stuff? Oh, hey. Hey, hey. Yeah, tell me about that, David. Okay, so let me just say that a lot of physical issues have psychological cause. Okay, that's not untrue. If you can fix that psychological cause, you can fix the physical one. That is sometimes true. I can't say any more or I'll get in trouble. Okay. But you can read between the lines. No, I cannot. I don't. (laughs) Where were you going? Essentially, he was saying, yeah, I can help with physical cases, but I can't claim that here in this room that I can fix your physical problems. That's really bizarre because she started with such a easy thing to make that claim about. Mm -hmm. Like migraines can be stress induced. They, you know, doing calming exercises and CBT and stuff Mm -hmm. often helps people depending on what the cause of their migraine was so he could have just gone with that i want to be his publicist and tell him how to do this better (laughs) uh he played another successful recording of a woman saying living in the earth with joy oh well that 
that's nice. Yeah, good. That's another one where I want to be like, no, I have a friend named Joy and we live in a cave together. (laughs) It's not metaphorical. In the earth with our wolf. (laughs) Uh, So this is where he made a reference. And this was my first time being exposed to him. I'd I'd seen his booth. I'd snapped Mm -hmm. a couple pictures, but I didn't really know anything about this guy. And so this is where he alluded very quickly. For those of you who know my history, you'll know that I I was chased out of the United States, but we won't get into that. Okie dokie. And there's laughter from some people in the audience like, okay, you people know what he's talking about. What is this? (laughs) So Margot Lightman from This American Life one time gave a storytelling talk that I went to. And the (laughs) biggest thing I took from it was never drop a bomb if the story's not about the bomb. And I like <laughs> this is a Chekhov's gun situation you know you introduce the gun in the first act and it never goes off mm-hmm. yeah yeah you if you want to do that intentionally you can but know that the rule is there for a reason and know why you're breaking it indeed so he drops that bomb mm-hmm. and and he also makes it clear he doesn't want to talk about that today <laughs> but and he says it was very nasty and then my son died not long after that oh shit and I was in a very bad way sure So he was setting this up to tell a little bit about therapy that one of his students had done on him. So he says Mm. he doesn't do this to himself. Okay. Again, you kind of have like um, Jerry Mungadze, you Mm -hmm. know, where he'll paint his own brain. He'll color it Mm -hmm. in with the crayons and Mm -hmm. then he'll do the reading. At at least David Oates had the presence of mind to say, I don't do this to myself because it's so subjective. I feel like I know too much about the process of myself Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't be objective. Though I'm guessing he'd still refrain from saying certain words that he's used to seeing in reverse, but... Interesting. Oh, that's a good point. I wonder if he would avoid certain phrases as a result. But he said that he'll talk to his own therapist, and so he played a recording of himself after his son had died. His reverse speech said, My soul give the pain. I know. And he said, listen to how tortured I sound. And that's just how powerful this reverse speech can be, that it can you know, convey such emotion. Oh, poor dude. Obviously, he's looking for answers in that moment. But that doesn't add to our collection of information at all. Of course, he was in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Then he said that he just finished a book about soul and spirit and clarified that reverse speech doesn't endorse any particular religion. Okay. He played a reverse speech saying, it's the voice in heaven. Okay, good. Um, (laughs) So reverse speech is the voice of the soul. It taps into everything you are and everything you long to be. So he's trying to keep it very Mm non-denominational so anybody can use it. Keep that net wide, Dave. Uh, Someone asked him, have you gotten any opposition? And Mm -hmm. uh, he laughed at that and he said, oh yeah, many times. Three arson house fires in America. Whoa. Several lawsuits trying to shut me down. Oh. I've had lynch mobs outside my home. Oh, my God. That's why I had to leave America. Huh. Apparently, one of the audience members, she knew this all fairly well. And she said, oh, you, if anyone deserves a medal of honor, it's you for what you've had to deal with. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, Let's make her president (laughs) because Rush Limbaugh already got his medal of honor. David John Oates should get one. Uh, oh, my goodness. Okay. So, yeah, let's dive into this a bit. Yeah. Had to look all this up afterward. And yeah. Carrie and I have read quite a bit surrounding these various pieces yeah. of his story, all of which unfurled and happened like in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Early... Somewhere between like 95 and 2000. Yeah. And so this is all when the internet was fresh and new and many links are now dead. We made ample use of the Wayback Machine mm-hmm. from archive.org 
archive.org. Thank you, archive.org. Everybody contribute to them financially. But yeah, what were we able to find out? Uh, my primary tool was actually newspapers.com. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the story is murky and it's not really told by the people in it, which has drawbacks and pluses, but it seems like legendary radio man Art Bell. Of Coast to Coast fame. Coast to Coast, RIP. He used to have this call-in radio show that was very popular, that was all about paranormal claims. He was more on the sort of believing end of things. Mm -hmm. And a guy named Robert A.M. Stevens called into Art Bell's show to say, hey, Art, I know you're really into UFOs. I'm from an area of the country where there's been a lot of sightings. Uh, I do actually believe that there are UFOs and that aliens exist, but I don't love this whole narrative people are building around NASA. I have a good relationship with NASA. I'm pretty in with them. And uh, I can just tell you from my own experience, they're not trying to cover anything up. They're the good guys. Mm -hmm. And he had sort of a list of what he considered evidence of his positions. Art Bell, who was <laughs> quite a character, uh, <laughs> apparently hung up on him, which, you know, really incensed this guy. So then he ended up going on David John Oates's radio show. Yeah, perhaps the David John Oates reverse speech show that ran for three years. Yeah, probably. Uh, went on that, told the same story, but now had if I'm understanding everything correctly, had gotten a little uh, hot under the collar about Art Bell in general. Yes. And so now was adding additional claims about Art Bell. So he he was uh, calling him names, accusing him of having been involved in child pornography, for mm -hmm. which there is scant evidence. Well, really no evidence. The FBI actually raided his house to look for it before that and found none. And selling um, pornography in general. Right. So then Art Bell ended up suing both of these characters. Mm -hmm. And it should be said that Oates had been on Art Bell's show many times. He was a regular contributor. But and this is this is a little hazy. Like, when did they first have their falling out? But yeah. apparently, at some point, Oates had made some claim that he had a bunch of incontrovertible reverse speech evidence, but he wasn't really coming forth with it. And so Art Bell sort of mm. kicked him off hmm. earlier. That and, feels familiar. And so that made David Oates a little bitter. But yeah, then they had mm. this other show and they were then uh, making all these claims. One of them was, at least uh, Stevens was. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, the lawsuit was what, $60 million. Oh, gosh, I don't know. So I was able to find the final judgment notice, which did find this was in Nevada. It found in favor of Bell. So I suspect that that is when Oates fled the country just to make it harder to collect on his debt. Yeah. But I don't know that. And we don't know what the final judgment was. Yeah, that's not that's not available. All of this either. is very fractional and taken from like pieces of news reporting and internet forums where people are talking about this. So so we don't claim to have any kind of solid knowledge about mm -hmm. the exact timeline here, how all this broke down. But those seem to be the the players and the pieces. Yeah. I think everything I just said was at least backed up with news sources. But okay. yeah, so obviously this was a big messy thing. And then David would subsequently mention in interviews and things that his at least one of his houses had burned down in a mysterious way, that 
he seemed to be implying was somehow tied into this narrative. Yeah, so he writes about that on his site. And so this was in 1997. He had... 1997. Right, just like the cost for the therapy sessions. Interesting. Uh, So he had been receiving various threats from people after this whole fallout. Uh, So he has these little pieces of information like, oh, a client came over to my house and she smelled... A really strong flower smell outside. So we investigated that. And, and another person said that he had seen these two guys that had like fluid canisters of some sort. But while I was in this therapy session, somebody noticed that the, the house was now on fire. So we all had oh. to, we all had to get outside and we called the fire department and but the fire department even though they're just minutes away they took 45 minutes to show up and uh, you know mm-hmm. the, the house was burned quite a bit except thankfully most of my records were kept the tapes and my recordings which is good because those are irreplaceable. But then apparently a few days later, more men were spotted coming back and setting another fire and trying to complete the job, essentially. Yeah, so there were multiple arson attempts. And he said, oh, I provided provided all this evidence and even like recordings and Hmm. and the police refused to investigate. So he felt the whole system was against him. Yeah, horrifying if true. Right. And and then he had all these other stories about how earlier he had been investigating the JFK K assassination. Oh, wow. And okay. after he had revealed a little bit of the information that he had gotten out of that, saying that Oswald was a patsy and he didn't fire the kill shot, uh, that he had a drive by shooting that threatened his life. Mm. Uh, and that the FBI had turned on him. So there's just there's so many weird little claims in all this. Another thing we referenced with the Freedom of Information Act, at some point the CIA had posted on their website that, yeah, uh, we had this material we were looking at from David John Oates, and it turns out it was one of his books, and they had published a PDF that just had some of the introductory material, but not the whole book. Uh, But David John Oates now uses this as sort of a verification, like, ah, look, I'm validated. I did speak. Right. Uh, Which Which I don't think that's even corroborated directly. Yeah, not necessarily, at least from that piece of evidence, but it could mean that they looked at it for whatever reason. Someone made a photocopy of that. And maybe he did come in and speak at some point. Maybe. But um, that document, as it was released, it tied to like the Stargate program. This is all very interesting and a very big rabbit hole to fall down into on the internet. Goodness. Spend many hours reading. Yeah, the stuff. FOIA reading room, I highly recommend. That's basically if someone submits a FOIA for a public figure and the FBI or CIA deems, oh, yeah, we're going to get a lot of requests about this person and we don't want to field them all and we're comfortable with this information just being very readily available, they put it in the FOIA reading room. Mm. And so any previous FOIAs for like Marilyn Monroe, JFK, those are probably going to be in the FOIA reading room. Go look, spend your entire quarantine reading the FOIA reading room. There you go. And then getting back to Art Bell, during all of this, I think kind of why he had claimed the millions of dollars in damages was because all of this was upsetting him so much that he had left the show for a while and that lost him income. Mm. And I think you'd found that early on he had run like a, a video dating service. Oh, art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's perhaps what was confused as being somehow tied to pornography. That seems to be right. Would yeah. Have had nothing to do with it. So yeah, I believe that was AP reporting that found that. So uh, there you go. You had David John Oates moving to Australia to escape the situation or just to seek peace. In that interview with George Kappas, he just says, oh, yeah, my children were of high school age and I wanted them to go to high school back in Australia. So that's why we moved back Mm. there. 
So many different versions of this story. Mm -hmm. Very confusing. Ordinarily, I am inclined to come to a person's defense in that sort of inconsistency and say, well, we all do that with stories, right? Like there are usually many reasons we do a thing. There are many ways to look at it in hindsight. With this, where it's like, mm, did I go back to Australia because my kids have finished high school or because there were lynch mobs outside my house? I'm right. less inclined to go to their defense. Indeed. Mm. Anyways, he, he said enough in this Conscious Life Expo talk that made it sound like, wow, okay, it sounds like the U.S. holds a lot of past for you. Mm-hmm. And you sure. fled for like 20 years. What oh, is, is that right? 20 years. Yeah. So he just got back a few years ago then. Well, I think just like for this talk, he came to come visit and give this talk. He and Bell just died two years ago. Yeah. Ah, uh, right. The, the, the George Kappas interview, uh, that happened here in LA in 2010. Okay. So at least okay. it's visited uh-huh. in the interim. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I, I just came away from that meeting going, whoa, I want to know what happened here. Yeah, no kidding. And it took some digging to find. A lot of this stuff has been scrubbed for sure. So, uh, so yeah, that's when he kind of talked a little bit about the, the persecution that he's uh, experienced and that he's been away for 20 years. And uh, people are asking him questions about whether intelligence agencies use this information and this method, whether they've spent maybe millions of dollars even advancing it beyond his own ability. And uh, he wasn't able to comment on that. Mm. You know, he said, oh, I don't know if they have, but I would imagine so. And he said, I did. Uh, work for the FBI during the uh, the Waco siege. We know how that actually worked out. And he talked about giving talks at the CIA. On the George Kappas interview, they'd asked him about, I guess early on, he had said, oh, we want to build kind of an AI-driven uh, way of making this faster, having a computer go through and listen to the reverse speech and identify things that sound like words mm. so we can very quickly get to them, mm. which would be mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. But at least at that point, 10 years ago, he said, no, we haven't made any progress on that. So, uh. yeah, he talked about uh, analysts that had trained under him working for the Dallas police, but she was forbidden to use reverse speech. <laughs> and if- I wonder what that forbidding looked like. <laughs> Alice. Focus. Come on. <laughs> right. This isn't useful. Exactly. Yeah. There's always these two different versions of the stories. You know, he says, oh, well, the FBI was embarrassed, you know, and wanted to cover this up, that this is, had been used because of what it found. But more likely, it was just them saying, stop doing this. This uh-huh. is a waste of everybody's time. Right. But, you know, everybody spins stories the way they need to. Hey, Carrie. Yeah, Ross, is it? Oh, all of this reverse speech makes me want to hear... Some other podcast. Just something that's forward. Yeah, I just want to play it forward. What do you got? (laughs) Oh, man, there's so much good stuff to play forward instead of backward. But in particular, I recommend this Max Fun show right here. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man, sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks. Every week, myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes, and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Oh, man, that's a good Max Fun show. Mm-hmm. Thank you, you can play it backwards if you want. Thank you for sharing it with me. You're so welcome. 
So, uh, so toward the end, he really emphasized that he's just looking for more students to do this with him. He wants Aww. more people. And he said there's only like, you know, a dozen people around the world who are really trained to do this and do this for an income source. And he'd like for there to be more than that. He claimed that as his biggest disappointment, that it just hasn't spread more. Aw, buddy. Yeah, in the George Kappas interview, George was saying like, oh, why isn't this a bigger thing? Why aren't you doing like all of these uh, analyses of celebrities? And yeah. seems like after every Oscars, we should be hearing your your takedown on what Lindsay Lohan said, you know, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever it may be. And uh, David is, oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm working really hard trying to get this out there. Aww, and it's just yeah. not taken off. And it's like you feel a little bad for him and then you remember what this is. <laughs> uh, you can still feel bad for him. Yeah, I, I recommend recognize in Capus when he was giving the uh, intro for David John I was like oh man I know this feeling of like something just really lit up for you mm-hmm. and you're realizing like it just doesn't do it for other people this isn't giving them what it's giving me and why not and you're like you're on the what but uh, goofy movie's so good why are we not all <laughs> in on this together you know yeah and I think again the saving grace is that that reverse speech analysis takes so long Mm-hmm. It's not easy. And I think uh, my little theory here, I think most people, when they're getting into something like this, they're looking for an easy calling card that gives them authority and credibility and people listening to them and loving them. And and I think this just takes a little too much work. Yeah. And a little too much technological savvy. He says he makes good money from this, uh, but he wants more people to get started. So please, yeah, take that $3,500 course. I noticed it. <laughs> At Christmas, he had a discount. You could get it for twenty eight hundred. Oh uh, damn! Did you get it for Kara? Uh, I Merry didn't. Christmas! <laughs> I love you. But if you play backwards, I'm saying something like I'm a bad husband. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he's almost desperate at that point. Like, please consider taking this training. It's such a powerful technology. And uh, you know, he said it's much easier now with computers being what they are. There's a lot of tools out there. I used to make these two hundred dollar machines that he used to sell that were tape recorders that had a playback functionality. Uh, in reverse essentially. okay fair uh, so yeah so now at least it's all digital there was a woman in the audience who just said can you tell us anything about the future of the world i'm a little worried right now and oh, D- david said big question i have great belief in the potential of the human race we're going to make it we're on the cusp of a huge spiritual renewal oh we're always on that cusp how many times do we hear that he believes that reverse speech will be a big part of it. And uh, everyone got up, gave him a standing ovation. Wow. Yeah. People were clapping for him. And he's like, oh, thank you. Oh, man. I'm just, I'm a bit overwhelmed. Well, Aww. come see me at my booth. That's so sweet. And that was our talk. DJO. <laughs> well, I went through that same talk that you listened to with him and George Kappas. Yeah. I played it backwards for myself. Yeah. To see what I could find in, in David John Oates's speech. What'd you get? Okay, we've got a few. So I'm going to give you the timestamp where I heard it backwards. So that's obviously starting from the end. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I've got it queued up. Okay, let's see what David Oates says in reverse. What'd you get? Okay, uh, let's go to 357. Ooh, this feels like defending your life when they'd be like, let's go to age 26, day 42. 3.57? Yep. Time th- Timed out? Okay. Timed out. I hear, find them. Find them. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. What is that forwards? I haven't heard any of it forwards. 
<laughs> I haven't heard this whole talk forwards. <laughs> I love that you only listen to him backwards. Well, what's the use? Uh, let me be forward with you. <laughs> oh, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. I was doing this with my whole talk. Never mind. I was in the wrong wrong audio file. And we still heard find them? It was pretty close. Wait. Yeah? What? We were in the yeah. wrong... Wait. That was a very unintentional what? test of the system. What? That was the wrong file? That was the wrong what file. What was the file? That was my recording of his talk at Conscious Life Expo. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, that's weird. Okay. That is discrediting in and of itself. QED. Okay. The so experiment's over. 357. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go to From one. the end. What? Okay. Ready? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> That's, oh my god. <laughs> we were able to make both of those work just find them. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, here we Unintentional go. Unintentional test. Find him. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Okay. What was that forwards? But now, of course, we have reverse speech, which <laughs> But now, of course, we have reverse speech. Okay. Find them. Okay. okay. What's the next one? Uh 405. Right there, yeah. Oh, okay. This is not nice. Oh, yeah, okay. I have who is this? This is not nice. Who is this? It's not nice. Yeah, you're right. Who is this? It's not nice. Okay, what is okay. he actually saying? <laughs> the unconscious is still going to betray. Oh, the unconscious is still going to the betray. The unconscious is still going to betray. Okay, who is this? This is not nice. So maybe he doesn't like that interview as much as he oh. says he does. Or he doesn't like his subconscious. Right, okay. Okay, Um. 447. 447. You're way past it now. So we all know what he believes. Oh, we all know what he believes. We all know what he believes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, we all. Here's what I heard. We all know what you believe, maybe. We... Okay. Um, I hear nasty little knife, Hillary. Whoa. I hear the nasty for sure. Yep. Yeah, I could even see mine combining with that nasty little. I know what you believe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought when you said that he has this dictionary of metaphors, I thought, oh, cool, I'll look up knife. And I just did, and it's not in there. Oh. Knife? Yet to be added, I guess. All right, let's see what he was actually saying. Mine and finding out what's really going on. It really trans... Finding out what's really going on. Okay. Yeah, we found out what's really mm-hmm. going on. David, if that's your real name. You secrets. Okay, what's, what's uh, this? 513. 513. Something, something, next illusion, Hobosec. <laughs> I hear this makes me lose it all the time. See, this is why I can't do this. Okay. Oh, this makes me lose it all the time. Or, you know, it makes me lose a Hobosep. Okay. What was he actually saying? What? Barack Obama very revealing as to, uh, as to what his real intentions are. Ah. As to what his real intentions are. Uh-huh. He doesn't like Barack. Okay. 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 And then 520. <laughs> 520. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You're close. 
Well, that sounds like something. Okay, let's see here. This one's a C at best, but I've got something. Okay. I see the res. Uh, I see the red. I see the red. Or went off as the shit. Went off as the shit. I see the red or went off as the shit that goes off when zombie nished. <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, okay, well, we both landed on zombies. That's nice. Oh, zombie, uh, yep. Okay, I have, if Hillary went off and went chased along by zombies. Yeah, I'll buy that for a vowel. Yeah, okay. <laughs> With what is it really? Demands their politicians and find out what they're really thinking. Hey, politicians, oh, find out what they're really God. thinking. Hillary and zombies. What they're really thinking is she's being chased by zombies. Okay, okay, that's a good one. Okay, yeah, good. Okay, 530. There. Wow, okay, that sounds powerful. All right. <laughs> now, I do feel like I would be qualified to do this. Like, I have the idiotic attention to detail and audio editing skills required, mm-hmm. but I'm not buying in the premise. Mm. So, sorry, David. But I, but I don't have the ability to hear. I don't have the ear. Together we could do it. Yeah. All right. Start this business. Should we do this instead? <laughs> sure. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. It's near the end there. Is that sucking in the Sahara? Her shade. What do you got? I just have the phrase, I would love to help. Oh, yeah. Her shade, I would love to help. Yeah, okay. okay. And what's that really? Reverse. Nuns, reverse. Biased by the radio show host. And then, of course, she... hmm. Nothing. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I hear the name of a TV show at 5.59. Oh, okay. Let's see if you can spot it. Oh, I met your mother. <laughs> 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 It'd be funny, see, with the American versus Australian thing. I wonder if you'd hear that and be like, so this is about oh, yeah, yeah. how your, a father explains to you. Jeopardy. You, oh, so uh, you're, you're... You're in Jeopardy. You're experiencing like a lot of discord. So a little bit, but one day you, you'll you survive soon. Oh. One day you'll survive soon. A little bit, but you know, one day you'll survive Zoom. <laughs> one day you'll survive Zoom. Oh, he's predicting yeah, that. He knew about the coronavirus <laughs> issue and that we're all going to be on Zoom calls all day long. But every we'll day. survive it. I hear the Wonder Years. Oh. Oh, yeah. Now that you say it, I am primed. <laughs> but you know, Wonder Years. Yeah, okay. Let's see what he was actually saying in there. Forward, dear, forward. was uh, obviously uh, not wanting the people to. Oh, obviously not wanting the people to. To something. The wonder years. Hmm. What would you do if I listened to your audio backwards? <laughs> would you stand up and walk out with a wolf into a lake? <laughs> Let's go to 839. Lend me your ears and I'll play the song backwards. And I'll try not to sing backwards out of key. Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. <laughs> I love Joe Cocker. Uh, okay, here goes. Oh, here we have the not nice again. Okay. 
Yeah. Ipso physician. Um, not <laughs> Not nice. A week's finally. So ipso a physician. Ooh, close. Okay. <laughs> I have, uh, well, I wasn't counting that not nice part, but now okay. I hear that. So not nice, a week to find the kids will be sufficient. Whoa, that sounds way more ominous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah, All okay, right. cool. What, what is he saying? Let's he see. has kidnapped some children. Issues reverse speech can often give us the unconscious. Okay, so it shows reverse speech can often give us the unconscious. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, about the kids. Huh? Where where are the where children? Where are the children? Where are you keeping them, David John Oates? Mm-hmm. From 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> They're not children anymore, probably. Yeah. Okay, now that we realize his dark side. Yes. How about 842? How about 842? Okay, close your eye hole. What you're looking at is shit. Ready? <laughs> Okay, what are you here? I have, we have all these little kids who are looking out for me. Shit! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's he actually say? Issues, psychological issues or behavioral. Oh, you're telling me about issues, psychological issues or behavioral issues. Where are the children, David? Where are the children? <laughs> uh, this would not be funny if true. We're just very confident. It's not. Okay, last one. This one is Capus, and it's at 11.36. Yes. She served me for eight. Yeah, that's a Nick. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> okay, what? I have served me right sitting here. Serve me right. Yes, isn't it? All right, yeah. yeah. I definitely heard the serve me right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he's well. like, oh, I'm sitting next to this guy. And this idea of reverse speech. <laughs> and this idea of reverse speech. Yep. Okay. I skipped a couple, but like there was one where I think he says, You know atheists. Yes, I'm an atheist. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You want to hear that one? Yeah. Where's okay. it at? 1057. 10.57. Oh, 100%. David John Oates is an atheist. <laughs> yep, I am the atheist. He's, he's a also, drunk atheist. He's drunk. He's just <laughs> drunk. <laughs> You're an atheist and a drunk yep. at the same time. Yep. Well, we have proof positive right there. Okay, and what is he saying in reality? But, I mean, he should be held accountable for Yeah, these, this. Are, these are the things he uses against other people. Not that there's anything wrong with being an atheist. Oh, true. Or even a drunk atheist for a short time. Uh, sure. The name reverse speech refers to hidden messages in our speech. The theory is that as we're speaking... Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, all of this reminds me of the uh, song from Weird Al Yankovic... I remember Larry. So Weird Al put that into the song. His voice was backwards, but the music was forwards. Oh, got it, got it. So here it is backwards.
Well, you must have a lot of free time on your hands, which I think is the message of reverse speech. <laughs> uh, that's Good fun. old Weird Al. There's also, of course, the famous Joan Baez song, Play Me Backwards, that was about um, oh, right. repressed memories <gasps> being that's recovered right. and backmasking and the satanic panic. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She just went off the deep end there for a little bit, huh? For a sec, yeah. Yeah, okay. But well, we welcome all, back. Yeah, we all do. It's a good lesson. And I mean, even Gloria Steinem kind of bought into that. And I think of her as one of the smartest people alive. Yeah, wow. You know, it's a good lesson. There aren't just like, you know, dummies and smart people. We all have beliefs that uh, we need other people to help us correct. Absolutely. And any of us are capable of getting caught up in these weird little flights of fancy Mm-hmm. these ideas and uh, we should listen when a lot of sane people around us are not buying into that mm-hmm. or or even speaking against it that should be a warning flag for us to say okay let's take a look at this idea how well do i actually know this and how will i test it yeah how will i test it and how can i remove myself from it personally mm-hmm. so that my analysis of this idea doesn't impact my sense of myself as a person mhm Because the actual test here is of my ability to let go. Indeed. Yeah. Hypotheses are powerful, but they are step one. I'm Carrie Poppy. Notable, quotable. But when I reverse that, oh man, are you going to say something different, Carrie? (laughs) Yeah, I like the idea of this whole episode being in reverse. Oh yeah, I'm going to do it. And um, oh my goodness, this is such, again, a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. We could share so much stuff, chiefly amongst them, all of these reversals that you can find on the website. So if you go to reversespeech.com slash reversals, Mm. you'll find a long list of analyses that have been done of all kinds of interesting world figures, speakers. So for example, Cardinal George Pell, uh, who was involved in that uh, molestation case brought against the Catholic Church. Mm. He was an Australian, oh, go figure, Australian cardinal who the Vatican was kind of protecting for a long time. And then finally he got uh, prosecuted for his role in knowing this abuse that was going on and covering Mm. it up. Clips that show he says, we're not the love, mine was a sin. Mm. Do we help your guilt? Guilt was near the heart. It'd be interesting to see how he would have analyzed these before those stories broke. Right. Yeah. Are they very differently? Are they predictive? Right. Or once you know exactly what you're looking for, do you find interesting stuff? Soon you'll feel the strap. Youth with abuse saw the guilt. The guy will be arrested. Oh, that's a good one. Damn misery cock define ugly day. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, you got to play that one. It's not even useful. It's nothing. Damn misery, cock, define ugly day. God. He also said, I then might feel them up. Oh, so, goodness. So, uh, boy, just all of this incisive insight into uh, the O.J. Simpson parole board. Okay. President Donald Trump, he shows up quite a bit. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg testifying before Congress. A lot of Barack Obama as well. Uh, Tim Kaine, Donald mm-hmm. Rumsfeld, Steve Jobs reverse speech analysis. Okay, wait, I got to look. What does Steve Jobs say? Evil shadow want it. Whoa. Want to throw that by you, the sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to go to Sizzler. Whirlwind I loot. Um, oh, whirlwind is something, yeah, right? the significance right from the metaphors he knows the demon and it shows this there's grief when you panic 
You surround the wolf eagle. You surround the wolf eagle. Yeah, okay. You surround the wolf eagle. Here you can see the culmination of years of study, three decades, and look at all the useful information that can be gleaned from, say, Bill Gates. But I was nice in city. <laughs> United States, Aww. did I need their fun? What? You must do our way. <laughs> and he clarifies an insistent that things be done Microsoft's way. We now fuck you. Oh. Yeah, let's hear that I one. I was just about to say these are boring until you got to we will fuck well, you. for a year we kept finding bugs and, until finally the, the, the company said, no, 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 you have to pay for this. We now fuck you. We now fuck you. We now, it helps, it helps when yeah, you slow it down. We now fuck you. He also says, I'm a fart. <laughs> oh, another gay slur. Gosh. Okay. I feel like David is giving us a little peek into at least his hangups. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I might be being charitable there. I'm not sure. But at least the, you know, the grab bag of concerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just possibly prejudices. What is he listening for? What does he hear? You yeah. know, it says a certain thing. Oh, yeah, we've got Oprah Winfrey. We've got Edward Snowden. Hours of fun on this website. Hmm. Well, you're right. The human brain is wild and it draws connections where there sometimes are not connections. And that served us very well a very long time ago. <laughs> I'm Carrie Poppy. And you can support us on social media at facebook.com slash onrack. Or on Twitter at onopodcast. Or at Maximum Fun, if you want to contribute financially, you can slash join or slash donate. And listen at the end uh, for this awesome rendition of our theme song by listener Thea Horowitz. It's pretty great. It's fantastic. And remember... Say Marf. don't have to play me backwards to get the meaning of my verse You don't have to die and go to hell to feel the devil Like many of you, brand new sentient robots excluded, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were too, including folks like comedian Danielle Radford. And of course, all of us, you, you take on that theater accent and our teacher would say, no, that isn't how people talk. Right. Don't do the super theater kid accent. It's the worst. But so when I was doing theater in high school, of course, I immediately was talking about being in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> So join me every week on the JV Club podcast where I speak with my favorite women artists, innovators, and humans as we reminisce about the past and how it led us to becoming who we are. Find it every Thursday on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. 
audience supported.